This episode is brought to you by World Remit. Christmas is coming, and if you haven't sent your Balik Bayan box yet, it probably won't arrive before the 25th. But we've got you covered. You get $10 off your first transfer with our promo code CheatAU for Australia, CheatUS for the US, CheatCA for Canada. So if you don't know what to send your ina anak in the Philippines, be lazy like me. Pera na lang. World Remit. Easy money transfers to the Philippines. You know what yeah. I want to really get into besides um, drums? I want to get into your... Um, drums. Your breakup with Sydney. <laughs> yeah, what happened? So, man? you know, man. technically Sydney, we're man. part of Sydney, so you kind of broke up with us. <laughs> Sydney broke your heart. So, <laughs> so what was the what's the meaning behind breaking up with Sydney? Because you, you like, grew up in Sydney, yeah. No, I grew up in I grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, and then I came to Sydney after so you thinking mm. dance. Yeah, thinking that I could ride the, ride the wave and like get all this work and then yeah, yeah. Got here and there was no work, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't working for you. In oh, Sydney. It wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sydney was just taking all my cash. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, You're going like, all these fancy places yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. It does sound like a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> had the fancy offers. Had like the the place in Zetland, and then just was just leaking money constantly. Yeah, yeah, just leaking. You know? Oh man. I, I I bounced when when Sydney was like eight hundred a week for rent for a two bedroom apartment. I was like, nah, man, it's too, too expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now you made a new place in Newcastle, two mm. hours up from Sydney. So yeah. how, how do you feel there compared to you're like a new man? You look rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, like Newca- <laughs> Newcastle's a vibe. Mm. Yeah, there's a huge uh, there's a huge art scene there. Mm. Um, there's a lot of live music, mm. and I feel like. Artists are very different there. It's a very different breed there. And it's just all about practicing art. You know, it's not, um, it's not trying to be fixated on like creating work to, to um, demonstrate and, and art and exhibit. And well, you can get that in Sydney too. It's just that we're just expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like, but like the, all the artists there, mm. they don't look like artists. They all look like tradies because they're constantly working with their hands. And, you know, it's all sort of a lot of it is manual labor. Yeah. But within that manual labor and like steel and 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 um, and carpentry is like sculptures and, yeah. and yeah. things that they build extraordinary things yeah, that yeah. they build there. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Sydney to your ex girlfriend. So, <laughs> is there anything you would like to say to Sydney? Yeah, since you're sure, since you're back for this has been, it's been like two years now. So it's about yeah, it's been four years. Four years. Yeah, four or years. That's nearly half a decade of yeah. not talking. Is there to still Sydney. love though? Is there yeah. still love? No, I, I have a, I have a lot of love for Sydney. <laughs> I do. Oh. I, still, I still have a lot of love for Sydney. New, Newcastle's not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to Newcastle, and then it's every with everything is all quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Newcastle's it's giving like, me silence. Yeah, Where have you been? I can smell Sydney on you. I can smell Sydney I can smell Sydney on your collar. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell Parramatta on your, on your neck somewhere. You've been to Surrey Hills, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you okay? Are you okay, are you Newcastle? And then no, no, Newcastle's are like, you no, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome uh, back to Sydney. Welcome to the show. Thanks just for taking the drive. Yeah, of man. course. And on, a, on a Sunday morning, yeah. Sunday afternoon. And all right, let's start the show. Yeah, 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 yeah
Welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast. My name is Raph. This is episode number 254. 254. And I am here with my usual suspects of Don having the best season of his life because he likes to take his sleeves off and be half <laughs> naked. Mr. Don doing stuff. What's doing? Like guns. And on to my right is Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Beige Hat, recognizable anywhere in the world. Mr. Christian Garcia. Hey, can we put the attention back on Don's <laughs> yeah, <those laughs> sleeves? Look at those sleeves, bro. <laughs> when he walked sleeves? in, I was like, oh, it's that season. <laughs> Jay reminds me of. Don Gun. Who? Who's Don Gun? But he sounds, he sounds like yeah, yeah. Top, top Guns, Don Gun. Oh, Don Top Gun, yeah, yeah, bro. Don like, Guns. <laughs> it's his first time on the pod and he's going to fit right in. He's going to fit right in. Just pay me out about my guns and the sleeveless, yeah, man. Each, 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 each gun is a wingman right there. Daddy, you're going to fit right in. Oh my God. This is fit need right in, and this is for speed. Right <laughs> Thunder. And so like, like, well, let's do a sidetrack from Dofo Don. How do you feel this season? You feel like your your um, summer bod is on the way. <laughs> yeah, are we ready, a, yeah, you're prepared. Are bro. we having a hot don hot don summer? Probably not, man. Probably not. <laughs> We're uh, just gonna get a quarter of it. Stress, stress, and bad food choices have uh, have not put me in a good position for for summer. But that's all right. I'm I'm still gonna be doing this what guy, I. Guy, look at his fucking arms. Yeah, oh, I'm not in a good position, bro. He's flexing right now. He's in a good position. Depends on the lighting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. I need some oils. But then, the, oils. But, but health is more than just what like the muscles and all that stuff. So just keep that in mind to everybody watching. How many hours were you in the gym this morning? I actually didn't go to the three gym. or four. I actually took more time to rest because you were in gym last the older, night. The older, the older, yesterday, yeah. Yes. The 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 older that I get, the harder it is, or the longer it takes for me to recover from stuff. I feel uh. like he's trying to prevent us from being the fit people in the in the podcast hmm. because I saw that he had a box opening of fitness gear. Yeah, yeah. and it was addressed to the cheat coders. I'm pretty sure it was addressed to me, <laughs> say, thanking me for doing the stuff that we do on the cheat coders. Yeah, so that means that means your gear is our gear. <laughs> okay, you guys can use the gear if you want to. Was it gym gear? I don't want it. I know, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I'm waiting for the food. It's all good. But I wasn't at the gym this morning because I was recovering from yesterday. I had chicken and spaghetti. <laughs> and as my age progresses, it takes me longer to recover from that. <laughs> so this is a special episode because we have a special guest. Special, special. He is a filmmaker. He is a dancer. Mm. I'm a bit starstruck because I used to watch So You Think You Dance back when I was like 12 or something like that. I'm making you feel old now. But <laughs> like I remember you seeing you on TV and be like, hey, that guy's Filipino. He's like me, and uh, I'm trying I to dance. Do you remember that? Oh, he's the Filipino he's Neo. The Fili- Sorry? <laughs> Did you ever do the whole, he's the Filipino Neo? Yeah, when we can get the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing for us at the time when it was on. It was like, <gasps> The Filipino Neo. <laughs> he dances like him too. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> the Filipino Neo, bro. Dear, because man. that was the same time when Neo came out. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you are you are Neo. We claimed you for yeah. Ninong Neo. You are Ninong Neo. <laughs> Neo. <laughs> Give it up one time for Joe Decatur. Can you, hear, can you hear a round of applause in here? Right, small welcome, man, welcome. welcome to the show. So, 
Well, I wanted to talk about many things on the podcast with you, especially your story, because you have one of the most um, tear-jerking stories. I'm guaranteeing you, there's a disclaimer right here, right now. If you are a human being, you are going to cry. Yeah, get yourself some box of tissues. We're going to jerk some tears from you. (laughs) Whichever. (laughs) But you are going to, this is going to be a tearjerker one, you know, like, this is going to be like, we, we're a podcast that we're used to comedy and um, making jokes and stuff. We'll still have that, but, you know, it might, it might give you a bit more tears and stuff. So <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about your story. Talk about your upbringing as well, because this is pretty different to um, our upbringing as well. And also, I wanted to talk to you about um, your favorite dance moves, you know. Okay. And <laughs> also, your favorite films as well because like you're a filmmaker mm-hmm. How, so what came first what came first was it the dancing or was it the filmmaking uh it actually was dancing and acting okay yeah uh i got into just dance when i was sort of when i well, p- pretty much when i first got to australia i was sort of uh i remember the first thing the first person i saw on television that reminded me like me was michael jackson mm. and so in Australia, all these white people around me, the only brown brother that, that I could sort of be mirrored by was Michael Jackson. That was when he was brown. Yeah, that was time, when he was brown. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the thriller, the thriller, mm. um, the beat it. Yeah, and yeah, It was yeah. like so pivotal in I didn't even my... Know, I didn't, sorry. I didn't even know you were that old, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, you look I'm young fi- as I'm hell, 65, bro. I'm 65, bro. You're not 65. <laughs> you look <laughs> I thought you were like... I thought you were like at least five years older than me. I'm 35. Yeah. Like, I thought you'd be like 40 and stuff, but you're no, saying... I'm, I'm 43. 43, man. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Oh, this guy look like he's 28. The, the youth, the fountain of youth, you found that in... It's probably in Newcastle, bro. Asian, <laughs> no, no. Asian, Asian no raisin, man. Asian I think no I raisin. You should move bro. out of Sydney, bro. <laughs> bro, so like, yeah, you found um, Dance Through Michael Jackson. Yeah, th- through was there, Michael Was Jackson. it a particular music video that, that hit the thing? Oh, uh, it was definitely Billie Jean. Yeah, when he was stepping on the oh, on the the, 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 the tiles, tiles. Yeah. up, you mm. know, um, and and thriller, you know, thriller was just a it was a it was I remember it was scary when I, when yeah, I first yeah, saw the, it. the intro yeah the intro but, I but, used to be scared so much of that thing we had the v, VHS of it yeah yeah so like I would always try to skip it but it's not DVD you can't skip it right no yeah, so you yeah. had to fast forward yeah, through yeah, it yeah, yeah. so, so you still yeah. still, still <laughs> see it yeah, yeah. I was closing my eyes fast forwarding it yeah. until it reached to the next um, music video but how many yeah. times as a kid did you walk on the sidewalk and pretend that you were in the Billie Jean film clip. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And how disappointed were you that the, the, <laughs> the when you stepped on it didn't light up? It's <laughs> like, bro, let's yeah. get a flashlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was hard to do the moonwalk in cement too. You know, oh, was yeah, yeah. yeah was that the first move that you tried to learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I did like a, a dance show for a, a graduation um, thing at school. And the, uh, the dance teacher told me to do the moonwalk at the end. And that was like, I feel like that was the time. And I, a moonwalk for me was just like, was like I did it every day at home. Yeah. But it was the first time people had seen it in a public forum and they just went berserk. Like, oh, outside of Out, Michael outside, Sack, yeah, Michael outside Jackson of doing like, it. Outside of this little box that I put myself in of just was just so consumed about dancing. Yeah. This dude that could just move in a way that just fascinated me, you know? A picture of him at home, like, doing the moonwalk and then fixing his bed, Mo- doing the moonwalk, yeah. brushing his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moonwalk yeah. just That's everything. pretty much it, eh? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then, Your shoes are always worn. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Are you, when you're saying like some of my favorite films, do you remember Moonwalker? Yes. yes. That was, man, that, that blew me away. Yeah. Because I'd never seen him. I mean, and it blew me away because he was white back then. I was like, whoa, how did, how did you become white? Because <laughs> I wanted to become white when I was growing up. You know, mm. like when I first came here, I was like, all right, I want to be Aussie. Mm. I'm just going to be white, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Good guys could relate to that. Like, it was mm. like everyone, yeah. you know, you thought Especially you when you're surrounded by it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to dive into that a little bit more. But yeah. did you ever play the Moonwalker game? No, on was Sega. There a game? It was like on Sega. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a game where you walk around and you would th- you would uh, attack the other like the enemies and stuff by doing the, the kick that he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it was oh, like oh, it was like oh, Double Dragon oh, by Michael Jackson. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good, man. Lasers so good. and shit. <laughs> but yeah, did he have a superpower where he could like like go from <laughs> black to white and switch between <laughs> the two Michael Jacksons? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> have you seen the? Power. Have you seen this is a little sidetrack? Have you seen now like um, how <laughs> when you want him like to you know scroll run faster, you make him turn <laughs> black. black. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you like when you come across like cops or something, oh, I'm gonna no, switch no, no. back. <laughs> 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 it's the big boss. It's yeah. the cops. Have you seen the? There's been TikToks and stuff about Dragon Ball Z. Hmm. It's like, why does this guy need to have blonde hair and blue eyes? Oh, to, yeah, beat, yeah. to beat his um his villains and stuff. I'm like, you should just be your normal self, type of thing. <laughs> but like, yeah, so uh, wait, back to back to you. The family, fa- fa- our favorite <laughs> films. <laughs> so Moonwalker was one. Yeah. Was that that was kind of like your You Got Served, eh? Because I remember well, when You Got Served came. It 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 like birthed a lot of dances. People be like, "Oh, yeah. I want to dance like that." You got served. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, I think well. So Moonwalker for me was the, it was the first time I'd actually seen it in live. So the first part of it was just a, a music video with all the like a highlight reel of all the shows that he did live, and you got to, and these people were just like screaming and yelling and crying over this dude. Yeah, and I was fainting, like, fainting in the fainting, and I was yeah. like, it, it it really validated how extraordinary this guy was mm. because I thought it was just my own little kind of you know mm. interest and in, and in, in the way that I just wanted to express myself but just seeing him affect so many people and then Smooth Criminal mm. seeing mm. that seeing that music video and I think that film clip and that piece of work really affected everyone's creative arts like every everyone's crafts you know all the big names Usher um, yeah. you know all those guys like all just influenced by Michael Jackson in yeah. that film clip, and I and I saw some of the BTS videos about that, and and just how like that amazing routine only just kind of came together on the day, and they're all like jazz dancers, and like they just had to learn a new chor- like I think there was a, a, the the uh, the original choreographer, choreographer got yeah. sort of sacked, and there's someone else came in, and it was just this this huge story, and. Um, but but then it was like, and then they showed you the behind the scenes of the famous sort of lean in move, yeah. you know, and yeah, for for any dancer and for any sort of creative, that was a real pivotal moment. Um, and then then and then the film, the film afterwards was so it, mm. it was those three things that kind of really shaped what I did for for the entertainment space and the arts and the dance. But then uh, and then the film side of things that kind of really I felt like made a huge influence and in, mm. in, in, in imprint in. What I do now, mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. Did you try to do the lean-in move? 
All the time. All the time. Yeah. How far did you go until Before you realized you like, it? <laughs> until you realized it was a dream? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to train myself. I was like, how far? How far can I go? How far can I go? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my core doesn't do the work that way. My calf muscles are hurt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as a Filipino, calf muscles is yeah, a thing. So like, yeah. it, it might have helped. So. Yeah. But like with oh, the man. with the dancing. Um, so you've been doing how long have you been doing dancing like for oh like I don't know, twenty years twenty years yeah, overall yeah you know, from like in in the living room to finding a dance school to uh, teaching uh, in Melbourne to uh, traveling overseas to the states and Europe mm. and all that sort of stuff and just seeing like this international language of dance um, so you think you can dance and then I t- I taught for a few years after that <coughs> at Sydney Dance Company. And then after a while, I just, just, I just, my, my brain was in something else, and I really wanted to transition. And you know, dance was my love, but I just, it wasn't sustainable, you know. And and, right. and I think that like when dance or your hobby becomes your primary source of income, and then like you have to do everything you can to try mm. to you know survive. Oh uh, yeah, passion kind of yeah. gets put aside. Yeah, it's just not fun anymore. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. 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 Oh, when that sucks, man. You know. when, you, when you're dancing for bills, I know. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I was like dancing with my fights. <laughs> this is for my rent. <laughs> You're like practicing the lean in. It's like, I've got to do it for my electricity. Yeah, no. <laughs> got another speeding fine. Yeah. Oh, no. you're, trying to, you're trying to step on the lights, but they don't light up because you haven't paid the bill yet. <laughs> Ooh. You're at the bank. You're just doing moonwalks. It's like, how about that? Can I get a loan now? <laughs> no. It is, it is hard to try to um, uh, like work with your passion and turn it into something that, 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 is lucrative. I, I remember trying to make music and make that my one thing. And there were times when I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to make music for this reason. Was that the same feeling that you got when you were, when you, were you burnt out from dance? Or was that, was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. I think it was, um, well, I think I, I, I kind of wanted more. I think like it, it essentially like, the dance was just the limit, like a one part of something bigger. Yeah. And, um, and although I really treasured all those experiences and it took me around the world, but I was ready for something else. And, um, and then I'm just being exposed to different things like television. And I, I remember, so you think was a, a real pivotal moment because being like in front of the camera and then seeing mm. the whole team mm. that is, that's required to run a show that just blew me away. Oh, because that, that kind of like planted the seed into Definitely. your next part of yeah, your journey. Yeah, yeah, And all these like, you know, these guys with big steady cam vests mm. and rigs and stuff like that, like, yeah. de- like moving around on the stage and just was just like, yeah, it, it really, and just seeing, and then also seeing like <clears throat> from being in front of the camera, then seeing what actually was edited and, yeah. and yeah. packaged, mm. it was like, wow, like, it, it, it really opened the the storytelling kind of um, um, uh, like fire, yeah. you know, like so. And and the way that it the way that it affected me, because it's like after struggling so much as an artist, and then just to see this sort of progression, and and knowing that how hard it took to get to this point was yeah. just a big, was a big validation, you know. Yeah. And it, was, it, it moved me into a point where, well, it's like that's. I don't know what it is yet, but that's whatever I saw there. I want to kind of replicate, yeah, and do for other people. That's awesome. Mm. I want to like get to your next part of your journey, like 
a little later on. Mm. But I want to talk about how you kind of, you got to, like, can you talk about the beginning of your story? Like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. the beginning parts <coughs> of your story. So yeah. you, did, you grew up, uh, you grew up with, um, in Australia with, uh, what was, what culture, or what culture was your parents again? Aussie. Australian. Yeah. Australian um, parents. Mm. So you were adopted mm-hmm. as, a, as a child. Mm. And um, yeah, so can you talk about that story, like the beginning parts of it? For yeah, sure. Um, so when I was five years old, um, well, yeah, so first of all, I was born in the Philippines um, and uh, grew up as, grew up in the, my, my, my f- sort of first five years of my life in the Philippines. So creating those pivotal experiences mm. growing up. And then one day my mother wasn't in the house this is what I remember. One day the, my mother was in the house and I went up and sort of went out to the street to look for her and um, literally just thought she was going to be around, you know, just next to the next door with yeah. the neighbours and just I kept just kept walking and wandered off. And after a certain amount of time, I looked back and just had no idea where I was and how, how I was going to get back. So I just kept walking and walking and walking and then realised that I, I just, I, I'm lost. And... Um, and then somehow I ended up at this market uh, in Kaizuan City. And from there, someone had found me uh, missing and took me to the police station. And then from the police station, I was transferred to a detention center for a couple of weeks. And then from there... Uh, at five, they put you in a detention center? Yeah, well, they, well, they realized I, I wasn't supposed to be there. So from there, they put me to, um, they took me to an orphanage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. was like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a kid, man. I know. Well, I think it's I think I think it was just protocol, I guess you know, like and a lot of the a lot of people or kids who kind of were in trouble with the law from the police would mm-hmm. go there, you know. So they realised that I wasn't I had done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. and then they sort of sent me to an, an orphanage in Kaizuan City where I lived for eighteen mm-hmm. months. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's like it's wild. It's like I'm not even supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, and just some sort of p- pivotal experience in my life just kind of changed my whole trajectory and I remember in that orphanage one day like two two white people <laughs> walked in and they were like white as ghosts mm. and they was really tall like tall as the trees yeah and it was just it was like it was pretty they looked pretty scary but then as they kind of approached me and as we got talking they kind of seemed you know nice and I, I remember they spent some time with me and they spent some time in the orphanage and then all of a sudden my carer at, at the orphanage said, would you like to live with these people? Mm. And, um, and I think at that, at that point I realised that, you know, these people were actually op- um, giving me an opportunity to live somewhere else. Um, and I said yes. Mm. And so my, at my five, whole, at five yeah. yeah. During, during that whole, how long were you at the orphanage for? 18 months. What, was there any moment where like maybe people from the orphanage tried to help locate your your mum like yeah yeah so they just they, they for, the, for the first six months I was there they were looking for my biological parents mm-hmm. and they used different types of media radio um, television they didn't and yeah oh uh, man well, nothing that's crazy nothing yeah. yeah yeah and this was in the 80s huh yeah it's a very different time too like because it's it's hard probably for a lot of people to imagine what it's like then but like there's no facebook back then it's not as connected as it is now yeah Yeah. dude it it really was like a mission literal like 
posters yeah, yeah. on walls yeah, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And like yeah. And, and and part of that was like I realized that a lot of people back then they 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 realized that like just because I was in an orphanage doesn't mean because people have people back then realized that um or sorry, people back then thought that if you were in an orphanage, um, your parents didn't want you. Mm. Whereas my, my my birth mother didn't realize that um, people also got lost and ended up there, so she wasn't even looking at orphanages. Right, right, right. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the mentality right. then that the kids yeah. at orphanage were usually yeah. like had been abandoned, abandoned, or their parents didn't didn't want them. Not someone that has, you know, so they were checking police stations and, and, you know, back then, like, paperwork didn't really exist. Bro, that's a fucking nightmare. Like, just thinking about, I guess the, as much as it was, like, a shitty situation, he got lost, the Mm. person that found you and brought you to the the cop shop actually did the right thing and bring it to the cop shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just hundreds of kids go missing every day. Probably 10 get sent to the correct place where they can find, like, you know, mm. help yeah. them out and locate, but no one hears about the 90. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, it's such a scary thought. Do you know yeah. where you were before? Like, you, you, ended, you ended up in Quezon City? Do you know, like, which province or, like, how far did you walk, man? That, that uh, seems like. It, it's, it, was only, uh, it was only a few kilometers yeah. from where my mother lived, where I was living in the orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And back to what you were saying too, it, it, I always reflect on that day and that like my, my whole life could have been totally different if it wasn't yeah. that act of kindness from that guy, mm-hmm. from that man who found me, this taxi driver that found me. Mm-hmm. And every year on 4th of August, which has been given to me as my legal date of birth, the date, the date 4th of August being the date that my adoption papers were processed and I was eligible for adoption because at one point I was just a foundling because like one they didn't really know my they didn't know my name until like a couple months until I kind of told them mm-hmm. what it was because after sort of suffering from so much trauma um, but yeah August 4th is a day for me to really like um, acknowledge that guy who had just from one simple act of kindness and doing the right thing has has just changed my life and and mm. I'm, i wouldn't be sitting in this chair if it wasn't for that guy yeah, yeah. You know, jose mansello oh you got his name yeah jose mansello his name and i shout I, outs and i got yeah and i got um and i got his middle name so my name is joel mansello de Cartere, and joel being the the way that filipinos say oh, mm. wow so i've got three i got i got like a, a filipino name and an australian name that's really cool man mm. Yeah. Wow, that just that changes the whole uh, idea of a birthday in mm. itself because it's like you, I, I always think of my birthday as a time for me to to thank my parents. I always try to buy a present for my parents on my birthday, mm. and they're always like, "Why are you giving us a present? It's your birthday." And I'm like, "I didn't do anything on my birthday." <laughs> yeah. So I just turned up. Yeah, I, yeah. All I did was <laughs> like, "Hey." <laughs> But you like got that, evacuated that day, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got evicted from <laughs> you my get house. Evicted, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, man, that that's. Yeah, I think that that birthday, your birthday, would be. So you're so not really forty three, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's the th- here's the thing. So Friday was my actual real birthday. Last the one that just passed. The last. Oh, yeah, you you were Scorpio. Tenth of November. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I, I like I actually gave a little speech and I said like you know I've only been celebrating this tenth of November birthday for only six years, 
because till then I didn't even know what my real date of birth was. Yeah. So, um, 10th of November is like my actual biological birthday, mm, right. which I only found out when I found my birth mother. Yeah. Mm. And when I found my birth mother, we went to the church and I was baptized. And found your papers. Found my that. papers. And it was, it was like, it was one of the things that was on my list of like, you know, because I knew when I went to the Philippines, it was impossible. Mm. You know, it was a foundling. There was no, when, when they took me in or when I was taken to the orphanage, I had no records of my, who my parents were, their names, where I lived, yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's so, pretty much how it was Yeah, how, when you left it. Huh? Exactly, yeah. So I, I, I knew that it was impossible. But if I, if I thought, like, maybe if I could just somehow maybe find something that was, you know, like, the, slipped off the desk at the orphanage and I would realise that this piece of paper that kind of got, you know, like, we know your real date of birth. It was, the, that was one of the things I wanted to know because growing up, I thought I was a Leo, right? So, yeah. Leo, and I was, like, looking at those Leo traits and, like, you know, for three, three <laughs> well, decades. This isn't me. In three decades, <laughs> I was like, I'm this leader, I'm this fierce, and... and, and and then realize, like, actually, that is not yeah. my real birthday, you know. <laughs> so when, pe- when people used to ask me what what that star sign are you, mm. I'd be like, technically, I'm a Leo. Yeah. And they're like, technically, what do you, what, what does that mean? And you know, I'd explain, and they're like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, and that was like, you know, like a, a big identity thing like, mm. to know to know my actual real date of birth was yeah, a, wow. a big thing for me. So what's your star sign in your real birthday? Scorpio. 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 So. Yeah. When you found out that you were a Scorpio, mm. were you happy or disappointed? <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. Oh, that's why. So sensitive. Oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> All this time I thought it was a Leo. Because Leo's, uh, what, what's the main traits of a Leo? Like they're like... Like a leader and like a leader, like a leader, leader lion, yeah, yeah. ferocious, uh, yeah, yeah, type of thing. And then yeah. you're like, maybe something's going on. Okay, now you found you there. Yeah. You're, so uh, even growing up, I was like, not only I was trying to be white, but I was trying to be Leo. And it wasn't even. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying know, to be a ferocious, ferocious leader, <laughs> leader, <laughs> white, a ferocious white guy. <laughs> <laughs> ferocious white guy. <laughs> this is a sensitive Filipino bloke. <laughs> 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 we kind of we kind of skipped a lot there though. So you you found your biological mum, and yeah. that was back in what like was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, or something like that? yeah, twenty seventeen. Mm. So it was only yeah, what was the lead up to that? Because you you mentioned that you were living in Sydney, mm. you were teaching dance, you were burnt out. Yep. And yep. then where where did it go from? Like oh man, like this passion, like I've just it kind of feels like you like you've been betrayed by. Mm this dream of like, I'm going to do this for life and stuff. And then you went and pivoted to, mm. I need to find my mother. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think there was two. Oh, so it wasn't the star signs. I thought it was like, oh, this, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like, this Leo thing doesn't make sense. Maybe I should look for Did you go through any of this, the other star signs and just went, maybe that's me? Maybe my birthday's here. Maybe I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, I didn't know. No, I was just like, I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, yeah, Scorpio yeah. was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was, this, what was the spark that got you to be like, all right, now I got to look for my biological mother? Yeah, so I remember 2017 was the year that I went to Thailand to shoot a documentary series on a uh, non for profit. Uh, uh, hands across the water 
that does a lot of work um, in orphanages in Thailand. Mm. And so I was there in, in the orphanages shooting these kids and just had this remarkable uh, interaction with this little boy. And I remember him looking into my eyes and I was like, man, I just saw myself in this little boy. Um, and a, a lot of the, because it's Asia, like a lot of the um, landscape and like the orphanage looked like my own orphanage. Yeah, familiar face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that Ooh. sort of, you know, because I only hadn't gone, I'd only gone back to uh, the orphanage when I was 18. So that was the first time I went back and that was a pivotal time because I was like, after that experience going back to my orphanage, I was like, man, I'm going to just going to, like, there's a, there's a, one of the, one of the first Filipino words that I remember in Philippines was sayang. It's like, mm. like sayang. Not to, yeah, not to waste. Yeah, yeah. And I came back from, I came back to, I came back to Australia and said, I'm not going to waste this opportunity of being here. This is extraordinary and I'm just going to just do everything 100%, anything that I do. So you went back to Philippines and visited the orphanage mm. at the age of 18. 18, yeah. At that time, were you thinking like, do you reckon they found my mum yet? Or, you know, was there a... Well, well at then, like I, the, the only kind of search that we did with my Australian mum was we, we, looked Jose, we looked up Jose Mancillo in the phone book in the Philippines. And there was, there was no Jose Mancillo in the phone book and that was like, that was it. Mm. So even going back there was like there was no chance of finding my my biological parents, but what it did was the interactions with the kids in that orphanage made me realise that you know like I I was I was blessed to have gone to a, a good placement in Australia yeah you know and I was given all the opportunities that 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 um that any kind of kid in the Philippines would would have dreamed of, and I was in a safe and permanent home. In Australia, you know, like I've, I've I've met a lot of adoptees, and some of the placements that they've had have been so challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was lucky Just to find like the that. arts. You know, I was lucky that I grew up in Melbourne, the arts and culture sort of capital of of Australia. So I was mm. really influenced, and I found my belonging in my tribe in dance. Mm. Mm. Far out, man. So, it's what was your first step? Uh, my, well, my first step was just to to, um, to book the trip, mm. and once I booked the trip, then I did a lot of research, got a lot of psych um, support, um, a lot of organisations supported me, uh, International Social Service, Adopt Change, um, which are these organisations that I'm ambassador for and, and involved in because I want to be doing work in that space, and. Um, and then my, my two steps was going back to my orphanage and going back to the market. Mm-hmm. And I spent, I spent about a month and a bit in the market and found my first lead. And this was just like handing people like a little yep. note saying, do you know this kid? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So I, I, had, a, I had a Filipino translator when I, when I was there and I said, what's, you know, what's the best way to, to kind of get my story out there? And so, and so we made a flyer. Um, with my the picture of the um, of my first photo in the orphanage mm-hmm. that was taken when I was fu- uh, when I was six years old, and then uh, some of the key dates that in, where I sort of went missing and when I was found, and literally just had fly- just handing out flyers um, all around that market, and we we made these big banners and we put them in churches 
because around about that time when I went, it was like November, December, it was sort of coming up to Christmas, so I knew that there was going to be a lot of people going to church, you know, right. some people go to church like five, six times a day there, yeah, yeah. so I thought churches um, and the market, mm. yeah. How did you feel going back to that market? Because that's the place that really changed your life yeah, yeah, direction yeah. into something else. So, like, yeah. how did you feel the first time you stepped back into those markets? Um, yeah, like, I, I thought I thought I had this sort of, like, um, image that, like, I perhaps just by being there and, and just, you know, smelling the market and, and having um, just, like, literally just see what the environment looked like that I thought I'd, you know, some, some memories would come up. But, yeah, there was no there was no memories whatsoever. Mm. And I kind of, it was almost like, this is going to be hard. Mm. This is... It this would have been completely different. It like was different, d- yeah. The vibe would have been different. Yeah. Different layout. Oh, and yeah. Bro, like, yeah. A, lot of tra- a lot of things change over 30 years, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, they, you know, like records, they don't keep records there um, past mm. 10 years. So I had no chance of finding my records at any and the police station that I tried to look for where where I was sort of taken that doesn't that didn't exist anymore either so yeah it was like it was it was like you know like I was like this is I knew it was impossible mm. but this was kind of like a bit it was uh disappointing yeah yeah that's it's so disheartening because mm. you get you like again you've got this goal you go there the place looks different the cop shop's not there anymore. Like everyone, just the idea of like, you know, they could have moved away. You know what I mean? There's so many things that got to happen in three decades. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just like, it's like the whole place just didn't exist type of thing. Like everything's changed mm, to a mm. point that it's like, man, I don't even remember anything about mm, this. So mm. what, was the, what was the following step after that? Trying to get out of that like little rut? Well, like I just, um, I just realized like I had met someone there who kind of gave me little bits of information every time we, we went there. And one thing that I sort of understood about the Philippines is that you actually got to ask the same question in five different ways to get mm. different different answers. I and do that with my parents all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked them, like, um, what do you want from the shop? Bro, that's that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it never goes anywhere, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like, yeah, this this vendor uh, knew of a uh, a kid that had gone missing. Um, it was um, f- a family a family um, member of of their family, and you know I, I I was just praying that you know like that people would remember you know like you know in a community when a child goes missing, you know it, it rocks a community. People yeah. well, don't forget that you know. So I'm, I was just I was just hoping that someone would remember. And there was a guy who said, yeah, there's you know. Um, I know, I know a family member who'd lost a kid around about that time. We said, we'd love to meet her, please. I, I know any kind of, you know, and this was my first lead too. It was like, this just, just like my heart sort of came out of my chest and this was like, this could actually be possible. You know, mm. like what are the odds? You know, at a market, someone's remembered 1985, that's when I was, went missing. And I met this lady and her name was Vicky. And the first thing I did was show her a photo of um, about twelve kids in my orphanage, and she looked at the looked at the photo and then scanned it and then pointed at me and said that was Dante. She called oh, Dante. Dante, yeah. So not Joel. Not 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 Joel. No. Oh. 
so that was a bit that was a bit strange and then as we got to know this lady uh, there was certain bits of information that was a little bit different to my uh, what my adoption papers had said um, but everyone was like thinking that I was this Dante and that, that he was that, that Dante came back from the dead and now he's speaking English and you know and um, it was hard it was like I wanted to believe it but there were certain facts and figures that just didn't, didn't make sense wow. and the only way that we had we would have closure is um, is a DNA test mm-hmm. so we did a DNA test and unfortunately that took like a month so I was in the Philippines like meeting their families getting to know them spending time with them and, and really you know hoping that these were my parents but in the back of my head it was like I'm not, I can't, sure. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. Like, it can't. It, like, oh, dude, that's so heartbreaking, man. Mm, yeah. You started meeting family and I stuff, know. and they're all going, dude, you came back. Yeah. And then. And then you don't even know until the actual forms come like, mm, the yeah. results, yeah. Come, yeah. Back. results come back. Yeah. And like, so, what did uh, the results come back as? So, the results came back as negative. Oh, like, it's like 0%. Mm. Not like 50%. I'm not even or, like a relative, like yeah, a f- exactly. distant relative. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, zero, oh, 0%. Zero percent, you know? um, but, you know, that was, that was devastating. And, <sighs> and I remember, like, when I received that, that, um, that result, I was like, pushed my flight back forward and I just wanted to leave and I just wanted to go back home. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know. But it's out of that, idea. out of that, the, uh, a local network uh, in the Philippines caught on, caught on to my story and they, they, um, they heard that I was doing this DNA test with this Vicky and they thought that this could be, you know, like an easy sort of, you found your, your parents kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during that time, because, I was a film, because I'm a filmmaker, I was basically documenting everything. Know, filming everything like I shot a bunch of interviews beforehand had all my photos and all that sort of stuff and so for them it was like it made sense to kind of tell this guy's story because mm. he had done all this work mm-hmm. um, I gave them access to the footage so they created this sort of um, announcement on Jessica Soho I'm sure a lot of people oh know. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and so Jessica Soho was this um, television show that sort of specialized in um, re- reuniting families um, fr- in the Philippines and abroad and that, when that um, episode was released, someone contacted me on Facebook. It was someone that had lived with me in the house that I w- had walked off from. And she'd been, she was living in Japan. She'd migrated to Japan as a nurse. And she recognised me and contacted me and the show and said, that's, that's Joel and her and his... Um, and he's she got that name right at yeah, least this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, yeah, this yeah. this has to be it. And then that was when I found out that my mum's name was Linda. Mm. And then and, and then she lives in Japan saying that as story, well. That's saying that story no. as well, mm. comparing it to 15 years ago. The thing that you said was Facebook. Yeah. The technology advancement from oh, then yeah. and now. Yeah. 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 Like you got that immediate response. Immediate and, response. And then, yeah. So that really changed things and really trying to find your parents type thing like mm. they, they took six months trying to find your parents back then yeah and then now how long was this process uh, probably within a week when, when, a week. That, when that episode came mm. out yeah. yeah wow but the only the only way that w- that would have that that actually made a difference was um was that and you guys know this like filipinos who go abroad they're just always they're always connected to their culture mm. so they no, matter, be, no yeah. matter where they are they always have the filipino channel yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. so if they didn't if if this person hadn't 
had that Filipino channel and wasn't watching all the news and all the all the shows that was in the Philippines. Right. Oh, they were watching TFC in Japan. Yeah. So Teleseria oh. found your parents. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Because yeah. they were waiting, you know, like, watching Teleseria and then after I was like, got oh, some news break come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was like, oh, hey, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I love how like, you know, the thing that we always joke about at, like you know, as a kids, it's like, oh, yeah. I always have TFC on. <laughs> TFC is always on when I get home. Yeah. Like, my, I want to watch my shows. Yeah, my, yeah. my parents never bought TFC only because my dad never wanted to pay for it. He was like, television should be free, right? I'll buy, I'll buy the television, that's it. One of price, one of uh, cost, and that's it. But now, uh, like, it, he always watches, like, YouTube, like, ABS-CBN mm. on YouTube, and, like, he just streams that almost constantly. Mm. Almost constantly. He doesn't need a Netflix subscription or a TFC. He just watches everything on, yeah. on YouTube now, man. And I think now the internet will probably even connect us even more yeah, to... 100%. Yeah. Even yeah. more than TFC could. So yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that's crazy that yeah. you were in Australia, you went to the Philippines, and it took someone in Japan to actually help you find who, actually, who, your, who, who your mom, your biological mom was. Yeah. Dude, what so, a story. But, but it, so, okay, so... That at that point it was like I'd, I'd seen a photo of me, the very first photo I'd ever seen before the photo in the orphanage. So it was like this three-year-old sitting. Um, sitting oh, they on the had a of photo my, of yeah, you. Yeah, a photo. Yeah, she sent in a photo of my my birth mother and me sitting sitting on her oh, knee. Shit. Yeah, and re- immediately I was like, "No, nah, that's not me. I'm too fat." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing like pop and lock into the spot? It's too chubby, bro. No, no. This is your picture. This is your picture. This is your picture with a kid with abs. Ah, yeah, no, that's that's me. I'll go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It was wild. Like it was just so wild to see a photo of you. Yeah. Before before the very first photo that I only knew of, which was the photo in the orphanage. Yeah, it was a photo that you didn't know existed yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been an old-looking photo as well. Yeah, it was like old. Nothing, nothing yeah, digital old or school, anything. Yeah. It was like mad old and, 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 and she'd contacted her sister in Manila and said, get those old photos out of the tin can. Far out. Yeah. So they kind of got this tin can, all yeah, these yeah. photos of, of me yeah. as a little kid. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. They hung on to that. Dude. Hung on you to went it. missing 30 years ago. They hung on to those photos. Mm. And that's another thing that we always joke about, you know, keeping tin cans and the, yeah. the cookie boxes. And we're like, why, yeah, do, we, yeah. why do I always keep it? I'm surprised it wasn't <laughs> an ice cream container. <laughs> right? know, yeah. It's Winter a cookie photos. tin. Uh, one cookie tin is for the sewing uh, materials sewing, yeah. and the other one is for Joel's photos. You know why they put photos in the tins? It's, it's because like a, a lot of... A lot of Houses go up in flames, like to catch oh, fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, protects yeah. them. Oh mm. shit! It won't burn through the thing. Well, yeah. Oh, that's why. I'm thinking like it's got to do with like it. It helps the actual photo preserve itself, type of thing. I'm I'm assuming so. Because like, had many you know, many functions. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I'm guessing that's kind of like well, that. Thank yeah. goodness for yeah. tin for thank, tin cans. Thank, thank goodness, goodness for cookies. <laughs> thank goodness. It's the Danish ones, like the blue <laughs> tin can. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> get that two for ten at Costco, though. <laughs> so there are all these photos that they sent it to. I imagine over Facebook or yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And and then you saw them. Uh, were you in the Philippines at the time? Still I was in the, the Philippines. Time? Yeah. And yeah. then from there. Mm-hmm. Did they tell you, okay, your, your your mom's in this place? What what was the what happened then? Well, so from there, I was able to go back to the house. Yeah. 
where I'd walked off from. Yeah. Um, because it was still there. It was still there. Oh shit. Yeah. And and then started hearing all these stories and like you know like I um, I realized that my mum's name was Linda. Wait. So okay, you mentioned that earlier when the. Mm. The, the person from Japan said, yeah, your mum's name is this. Yeah. Because at the age of five, mum doesn't have a name. It's just mum, right? It's mama. Yeah, it's just mama. Ah, this is, okay. Now yeah. I'm piecing this because I'm thinking like, why couldn't they find your parents at the orphanage? Because wouldn't you just tell them the name? But yeah, when you say, my mum's name is mum. Yeah. Mom like they're not going to find mama and papa. no one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't really oh, know my mum's name until like, like 10 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because my mom has a long name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like if I knew, if, if, if it was probably short, I'd probably learn it by like it's seven just nine. But like, it's, it's always just. Wait, wait, long first name or long name in, like in general? This is a lot. My, my, my mom's name's Illuminata. Right. Like, Illuminati, but with A. That's all I remember it. That's so. gangster. <laughs> so it's Illuminata. And then my her friends call her. Friends Lou, would be so. on Say and Jay Z. So it's uh, like, you know. And plus, you know, you have you have the whole like, yeah, yeah. she's the one who like created triangles. And, and she stuff. was the pilot. You know. But um, what you call it? Like, you know, like trying to. I, I didn't even know her name until like ten and stuff. So I could understand. Yeah, like, it's like you know, or, ta- yeah. or Tatai. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the, when you got back to the house, mm. I'm I'm kind of surprised at it because a lot of the, the times like buildings in Philippines just get built up over on top of each other, right? Like mm. things get demolished, a new one pops up. Mm. That's why I'm surprised that the building's still there. But they, your your mum's not living in that house anymore, no, right? No, no. But it's it was in a really sort of poor area of Quezon City, mm. so it was really just a shack. Um, and when I got to know some of the people that used to live there, they were saying that uh, when my birth mother had me, she was looking for a room and she was begging the landlord to, to turn this pig's pen into a room so, they, so she could live in there with me. Right, right. So the, the room that I was actually living in was a pig's pen and I was living in this house full, of, I think there was like about five or six other flatmates. Mm-hmm. And then I real, and then I was told that when I walked out of the house, people actually saw me walk out of the house. Mm. But just they just thought that I was just going to be out in the street, and they just didn't. Just playing, yeah, yeah. Kids yeah. play out in the kids street all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Far out. So where did you go from there? So you found the house. Huh? So I found and the how house. Did you, how do you? Feel was your Was your mom house? still living in the house? No, no, no. So okay. my my birth mother wasn't living in the house. She had left. Uh, I. Um, everyone knew her to be Linda, but mm. no one in the Philippines actually knows anyone's last names. Mm. And then I was also realizing that her name might have not been Linda; it might have been just an alias. You right, know, like right. People call me JD. You know, yeah. so like um, Filipinos would have a nickname, yeah. and then that's be completely, completely different, different from so what the actual name, name is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the first person that I found from finding my house was my my biological dad because we met someone who knew my dad. Um, his name was Ricardo. Yeah. Um, and then someone uh, knew his last name. One of his good friends knew his last name. And so that was like, as soon as I knew his last name, like within a day I found, I found him. I found my, my, uh, my brother. And then from my brother, I found... Oh, shit, you got brothers. Mm, I've got like half brothers on... I've got f- five half siblings on my wow. on my dad's and side. And did, did they know that you'd been missing all this time? Yeah. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Because I used to, when I found out, I used to, I was used, I was living with my dad's parents. Uh, I was living with my dad's family at the time because he'd migrated to the States and he left me with my, um, with his, with his family because my birth mother sort of left and kind of, I think she had suffered from um, depression or post. Oh. Yeah. So she, she was sort of, what, well, it seemed like she, from the stories that I heard, it seemed like she wasn't fit to, to look after me. Yeah, so yeah. My dad was looking after me. He migrated to the States, left me with his family. So I grew up with his, with his, with his kids. And then people, they, they would always, like, it was always like the, the story of the, the, the sibling that sort of just went missing one day. Um, and so, yeah. Just met all like that's so depressing, my, dude. It's wild, man. Mm. Like for the last thirty years, they just been living thinking that they had a brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just like There's no one knows what happened. Yeah. Fuck yeah. no. And then out of nowhere, your yeah. message mm. on Facebook, mm. and and he was in America. Or the brothers in, were in yeah, America. Was in America, yeah. And they they still had contact with your mum. No, my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my dad, when I met my dad, he didn't know where she was, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't even know her real name or her her last name. Um, so it was just like it felt like I was so close, but I still was just so yeah, far. You, know? you could imagine being like, oh, and I, I'm moving forward. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I felt like I was moving but forward, but then block. like three, three, three steps back because I had this photo, this beautiful photo of my birth mother and me, and I was showing this photo to people, but it was like. This is her, but she also. This is like thirty years ago, you know. So it's like had really. Yeah, really, who knows really what known. they look like now? Yeah, when, mm, yeah. Uh, we didn't have the that technology where it shows like ages a, somebody. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah we just had, wait we for AI. AI. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so when when you messaged your brother, your your dad, like, how did that interaction go? Yeah, that, that's, like, that's kind of like a. Are you sure you're my son, dude? Because yeah. fucking thirty years ago they went missing. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like you could be yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, what what's the, what was that like? Oh, it was it was like it was pretty moving, man. It was it was like I think it was more moving to have have this, had this conversation with my brother, um, our jury, and and he he was like he kind of like broke up like on, in tears on Skype, and he was like, man, like you know, like we were like I feel really bad because we were like we were really mean to you, and like we just. And then you went missing, and it just felt really bad. And and they were like, "Thank, thank God, you're like you're alive, and and I'm sorry." And and that was a yeah, I remember that. That was like full. Yeah, older brothers. I lost my shit. Mm. Yeah, I was just like, if the first time I had this sort of sibling love and sibling kind of interaction. Yeah. Um, Fuck. That, that man. was like that it's was heavy, like bro. you know biological. You know. Yeah. Like, so growing up. I had no siblings, like no biological siblings. I grew up with an Australian sister, and she was my sister, but no one that kind of even like looked like me, you know. Mm. So when I looked at Jury, my brother, he's like, he looks like he looks like me, you know. And then I looked looked at my dad, it's like, looks I look like look like my dad, I look like my mom, like it's wild. It's it's like for an adoptee to see um, someone that looks like you uh, was was really really grounding for me as for someone to like, okay, now I know where I come from. Yeah, well. I'm like, I'm a descendant of this person. These are like my siblings. This is, this is my country. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Things were kind of falling into place, but still mm. there was a block. There was a block of yeah. 
like you still haven't found your mum. Still, still, yeah, yeah. So I hadn't found my mum. It was about a few weeks till I had to leave. Yeah, like I had to leave because I was just running out of money, um, running out of time and patience, um, and I just was really tired. You know, like um, I was basically looking for my birth mother full time. So every day it was either a radio announcement or going to the market or following up a lead um, and, or um, going on a, a t- like a you know, TV show. TV show. Yeah. Um, Jessica Soho. Jessica Soho, yeah. yeah. But I think what, what really, and, there was, and then we did another episode. So it was like, there was like, all up there was like three episodes and which was very rare um, for Jessica Soho because there was mm. no one on that show that had like three, three episodes. Yeah. But the Filipino public in the Philippines were like, they were like, we need an ending. Yeah. You know? Mm. They were invested. <laughs> they were invested, like, <laughs> you know? And the channel, and they were like harassing yeah. the channel, like, we need an ending. Gotta <laughs> 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 help his, you know, Do your job, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the, this guy's it mom. was the comment section before the comment section. Oh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, they were writing letters and stuff. Yeah. But, Angry letters. <laughs> It's like what, watching um, Unsolved Mysteries. It's like, <laughs> can you just tell me that the killer is like found? Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want that open-ended thing knowing that things... Put me out of my yeah. Put me out of you know, <laughs> At least with it. Unsolved Mysteries, like there was a TV show for context that people watching this, there was a TV show called Unsolved Mysteries. It came in the title. You knew that it wasn't going to be unsolved. <laughs> but yeah. you wanted so, and still wanted some closure. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. They're not going to tell me what happened because it's unsolved. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but yeah, so th- three episodes on Jessica Soho. Mm. And was there anything else that came from that? From that? More? Well, I think what, what came from that was that it became a, a, a national story. Um, it, hit a lo- it hit a lot of headlines. And uh, Mike Enriquez, do you know Mike Enriquez? He's like a... Uh, like really, uh, I feel like he's like the godfather radio over there, right? And he, and he just um, he just recently passed, um, so and it was a big thing for the Philippines because he's he's like a he's one of the biggest news anchors, radio pers- like personalities in mm. the Philippines. So he caught he caught his team caught up, um, sort of like got me on his radio show, and he said we're gonna we're gonna get you on the radio show. It's gonna be prime time. Um, you know, if you if if you're not successful here, like you're not going to be successful anywhere. And out of that radio announcement on primetime radio, uh, I got a call from the producer. They said, "We might, we might, you know, have found your oh, your mother." They, yeah, yeah. Because you know, they can't say it because after last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Ooh. But she wants to meet you, uh, and she wants to meet you back at Munoz Market, which is where I was found. Mm. Oh, and so we had this bro. like this this like um, this surreal moment of like uh, find not only like like they're ready to find my biological mother, but that we had there was like seven cameras around <laughs> filming this wow. filming this sort of interaction, um, and then like all of the market uh, was just like flooded with people watching, mm. and um, yeah, I just remember this elderly lady coming coming to the left of me and and her name was Herminia she wasn't Linda oh so her Linda name, was a nickname Nima, Linda oh. was a nickname her name was Herminia and um, she said uh, I'm your I'm your mother and she showed me photos of me when I was young like more photos and um, 
and I, you know, she sort of collapsed in my arms and she was crying and grieving. And at this point, I was like, oh, not sure if this is still my biological mum. Yeah. But when I saw the, um, her, like the flatmates that kind of lived in the house mm. um, prior to when I sort of walked out and they were looking at me and kind of nodding that that's her, that's, that's, your, that's your mother, that, that was when I really sort of realised that this is, this is finally my biological mother wow. and these photos of me as a kid. You didn't need to do me. another DNA test, you, you had the photos. Had the photos, had yeah, the photos. Yeah. Um, and then there was all these things that she sort of said about me as a kid, like... When I was young, um, I'd go to her work and I'd be sort of playing with the cotton because she was a dressmaker. And that was one of my main memories of her was that she was a dressmaker and that she'd take me to work and I'd mm. be playing with all these sort of mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. These reels of cotton. Um, and then when she said that to me, that was like, that was the DNA test for me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is, my, this is my mother. This is, you know, when... Because I had all these memories. I had all, only like a few memories when I was a kid. Mm. But that was a real strong memory that that my, my biological mum was a dressmaker. And so when she hugged you, was it like just straight up, fuck, I'm, I'm just trying to think how that must feel for her, because again, 30 years is a long time. Mm. And like, I can't remember shit that happened, like, you know, barely remember things that happened to me when I was a kid during the 80s. But like, if someone went missing back then, it just feels like they were gone, bro. Yeah. So it's not just like you were, I don't know if she was even thinking that like you were, still missing it's like you were just gone which is gone yeah. yeah but like gone but not like you don't like fully know that that person has died yeah. right there's know, no closure that person there. is, there's no closure yeah. Yeah. You know? open-ended just like, left so, in limbo for left three, limbo. three decades for three decades oh yeah. my gosh not knowing what happened that's a nightmare for a mum bro yeah, like you would have imagined how many thoughts would come to her head like this could have happened this could have happened this mm. could have happened and yeah. like and I reckon that burden was probably on her for the last 30 years. Like, yeah. As a mother, I can imagine a, yeah. being like... The guilt. Yeah. Every yeah. November, yeah. bro. Sadness, November 10. Know, yeah. Fuck me, bro. That's torture. Yeah. Did you have any siblings with your mom? Yeah. yeah. And two, they, two siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Two siblings. And, and what was comforting was that, you know, they they always knew about me, you mm-hmm. know, about the brother, about their kuya, um, who had gone missing and... And... Um, yeah, and it was it was nice it was nice to know that I existed. You know, it was it was nice to know that I wasn't forgotten and that um, that yeah they that that my memory and what had happened was still in the family and that mm. that, that was this you know it's like it's like when um, you know when when parents sort of lose a child like in like a you know say say like if they were a twin or they lost one or. Or like the loss of a previous, like they always parents would go, yeah, you had a you had an older brother, or older sister, and this yeah. is what happened, and so they kind of knew about me, but then just was like just in in uh, disbelief that this 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 person came back, mm. and not only did he come back, but he came back with like uh, an accent, and that he became a foreigner. Yeah, bro, this guy's like, you know, he's a foreigner. Just comes comes <laughs> back speaking English, yeah, yeah. And, you know. He's doing the moonwalk. Doing the moonwalk. <laughs> Wow. You probably had the tattoos as well back then, or no, no. These, these oh, were like these okay. were there. These was after. Because I can imagine be like, oh, it's my son, but I don't want the tattoos no more. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <Well>, tattoos <laughs> already. Already. <laughs> you been in jail, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're in an Australian jail. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Are you, you doing drugs? <laughs> bro, did she go? Did she go? I told you not to go out that day. She go, Palo, bro. Oh, that was a 30 year hiding, man. Hi, you're Nah, because I stay at home, bear. Always out gallivanting. Always out gallivanting. Fine. Gallivanting for 30 years. Ayan kasi. Sinabi ko na. I already told you, huh? Oh, man. Wow. But I could imagine being being a parent like I'm a a father of uh, nearly two year old and I I know the experience of man am I good enough to be a father type Mm. of thing and my my wife is always going through the phases of like man I don't feel like I'm being the best mother as I can and I've experienced that other other new new parents they've always had that feeling as well of like I'm not being the best parent that I can and always trying to be the best parent that you can but then situations happen and then you'd be like oh man it's all you always start to blame yourself mm. so i can imagine that your mother like when you were when you were going missing like i could imagine your mother f- just beating herself up being yeah like, that would yeah. weigh heavy on I'm her like, i'm the worst yeah. parent alive i never deserved to have children type mm. of thing like because even during having the, the kid there you still like questioning yourself as a parent mm. Like now, I uh, like being a parent myself. I can imagine my parents being like that too. Like, just going day by day, just going how going with the flow type of thing, trying to figure things out. At the same time, like, am I good enough being a good parent? And then all that stuff. And I can imagine like if I lost my son to anything, whether like gone missing or like you know other things, if that happened, then I could imagine like myself holding that guilt. Mm. of like being that person like I was supposed to be that person to protect you mm. but I failed as a parent doing that and I could imagine that guilt going for 30 years growing every every year so I can imagine being on your mother's shoes just thinking that mm. always reminiscing that day that it happened and I, I could see that when the day came where you where you came back that would have been a huge burden off her shoulders immediately yeah. like yeah and it's it's so complex though because it's it's like yeah it's, it was a huge burden off of her chest as far as that you know she could really she could release that sort of guilt of like mm. you know having sort of not you know it wasn't her fault but at the same time i remember it was like there was just so much sadness then after that 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 was like the, the years that we we had lost, mm. the thirty oh, years we had lost of, mm. of connection and those memories and um, and being the oldest, you know, like that's you're never gonna get that back. Mm. That's not gonna come back at yeah. all. Like yeah, yeah. Which you your facial hair now? <laughs> you, you're, like, <laughs> you're like taller than her and stuff. Like oh, you missed the, the little the kid the kid days. Yeah. It's like yeah. was she relieved that even though you weren't raised Filipino, you still could dance? <laughs> did you dance on the day? <laughs> Bro, I was just like, did you show? Did you show you the episodes of So You Think You Can Dance? Like, look, I was on TV. Yeah, just straight up. My like, son is such a good dancer. <laughs> could you imagine could that you, in that conversation? Walk, right? She's like, oh, you've been in Australia. You've been a nurse in Australia, and she's like, no, I'm not a dancer. She's like. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> but don't worry, I was on TV, mom. <laughs> so, uh, how do you get money? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the, the, the Filipino parent instincts just kicking. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, guaranteed, because you you went to her house afterwards. Was like like 
you went to her place I guarantee mm. she offered you food and like just eat as yeah, much as you can yeah, yeah, did, you, did like, she yeah. tell you that you were too skinny Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to eat. You got to you eat. To eat. Just skinny. squeezing your arm, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she always messages me. Don't forget to eat. Oh man. <laughs> I can imagine it like after like she just she's just like hugging you like yeah. relieved and all that and then she whispers in your ear, "You've gone so skinny." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too much dancing. Too much dancing. We just we just reunited. After 30 years, take a bath. Just tell me off when the cameras are off. I always, I always just say, always just saying, what are you saying? Because yeah. I don't speak Tagalog. Yeah. Oh no. Do you know? Do you know any Tagalog? Do you like you you, you mentioned you know the word sayang, but like, yeah, do you yeah. know any other Tagalog? Like I I always say like survival Tagalog. Mm. You know, mm. like bow on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's all food related. You probably got that yeah. sentence is like you got to bow on this food or else it'll be sayang. That's like now you remember those two words. Like, yeah, 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 cool, cool. Yeah, um, but like you know, like the rich or you know, like just, just, just you know, yeah, things like things enough need, to get you around. Yeah, enough to make him around. Yeah, I, I got a question about the the person that found you at the. Mm markets you know his name you've named yourself after him mm. Did, were you able to find him no oh yeah that must that's, hurt. that's the only that's the only person i haven't found yet yeah mm. yet so it's yet. not over you're still looking well who knows who knows who knows what could happen yeah, yeah. you got time Somewhere. against you what was his name again yeah jose jose mancello mancello and he was driving a taxi mm. yeah that's what it says yeah. on the on my papers mm. jose mancello mm. If you know anybody by that name, please reach out. He was a taxi driver like 30 years ago. In mm. Kazan City, man. Kazan City. Far <clears throat> out. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's, that's wild. Like, I, you know, when we were talking about how um, the nicknames and stuff, like, it's kind of like well removed from your actual name. Mm. So, like, my nickname as a kid was Bogart or like shortened to Bogs. And I always ask, like, my, you know, my Lola and Lola that would raise me, like, they go, um, like, how do I get their name? And she was like, well, we're walking through the markets and then we hear, we heard a, a sound that fell in the rubbish bins and he went bog, like, many times. And then we found you at the market. We just took you home, bro. And it was like, there's always a joke, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we just found you at the market. So, and we called you bogs because of the sound that it made. But you're, like... You almost kind of like the reverse story, dude. Like the other way around. Like you went to the markets, but you got found and went overseas, bro. Like, mm. oh my gosh. Mm. It feels like, I don't know. It's like a parallel universe kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. a sliding doors moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, did you ever find out why your mom, your mom wasn't at home at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was, it was quite often that I'd be going to her work. But that that particular morning, I was still sleeping, so she decided to leave me at the house and come back after lunch to to get me. Okay. Oh, so she was just at work, bro. Yeah, she was at work. <sighs> yeah. That's rough yeah. as well, because like most people, um, she probably wouldn't been, have been able to afford daycare. Like daycare mm. is not a thing in the Philippines. Mm, no. Your relatives or your your, your grandparents yeah, yeah. like will take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. As uh-huh. I said, I was in a house full of like of people there was like six six five or six housemates there so yeah, so yeah you every, were everyone with, yeah everyone you went alone that no, wasn't alone yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Far out, mm. man. I could just imagine another parallel. I mean, would you? You probably thought about it as well. Parallel universe. If she woke you up on that day, mm. and then took you to work, and then like this whole situation wouldn't have happened, mm. you would have been a completely different person living in the Philippines or yeah. probably somewhere else. Like this person would be completely different to than the the person that came to Australia. Mm. Like just imagine being. Man, like, I had a. I had a so when I was in the Philippines, I always had a camera on me yep. and I'd always take photos of, of everything that I saw. And in the Philippines, all those jeepney, all these jeepneys mm. and on the jeepneys, you know, they're really colorful. Yeah. And then there's always like the name of the jeepney driver on top of the, at the, the like a sign on the, yeah. on the front. There was a jeepney driver. His name is Joel. Joel I took a photo and it literally was like a, a, another version of me. I would have, I would have ended would up have being, it would have been me. Yeah, I would have wow. ended up being a jeepney driver because yeah. the, my, my, uh, my mum's partner at the time wasn't my dad, my biological dad, but he was a jeepney. He was a jeepney mm. driver, and when I was growing up, I thought he was my dad. Right. Mm. So that would have been just like a natural thing for you to yeah. take yeah. on. Makes that sense. Business. Family business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have been a jeepney driver, and I've I would have thought photo. rather than. Rather than being on, so you think dance would be like Philippines got talent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no matter what, yeah. either way, you're going to be on TV. Bro. Yeah, either yeah. way, you're going to be dancing. I, I, I wonder. I always wonder though. You know, I always wonder if I had 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 a found dance. Mm. You know, yeah. like that's that would be like, you know, if I could just like if I could see how my life would be different, I would have really liked to see if I actually had a found dance. Because I think if I had a found dance, that that might have been the ticket out of there too. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, was there any TVs in the house or anything? Because like the way that you found dance was through Michael Jackson. Mm. Like, I think you would have found dance through the same way. Same way. Because Michael Jackson would be still be popping off on TV yeah. everywhere. It would have been yeah. through Gary Valenciano. Yeah, it would have been Gary, Gary V. Uh, but like, I'm pretty seen. sure you would have walked past it, and then I reckon you would have been inspired by the same thing, mm. but in a different way. In a different way. You yeah. would have, you would have just been doing the Moonwalker in Tinellas, like in the slippers, bro. In the slippers. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Be one of those jeepney drivers that just wants to be dancers, you know, you're just driving this jeepney, but this is not me. Yeah. So it's playing Michael Jackson Michael in the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been, yeah, been a, a tribute to Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson jeepney. <laughs> the, 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 the people riding the jeepney are like shouting, Parapo, but you can't hear him because he's like, Way you make me feel. Parapo, parapo. You know, they have ornaments on the front and like on the hood. Yeah. It's usually like a horse or whatever. It's Michael Jackson. Like that. <laughs> I'm doing the lean, the yeah. front lean. <laughs> That's what, the, that's what the passengers have to do. Like, like, like parapo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear. <laughs> oh, but man. you got the pole to hang on to. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's cool. Like, like you kind of got a glimpse of that that version of yourself if, mm. if you were to never have left the place at the time. Mm. Wow, man. But how, how did your parents here feel, bro? Like, yeah, you're, dr- you're. during this whole journey, like of going back to Philippines twice and then meeting someone that turned out not to be your mum. Like, I'm pretty sure your mum here would have been like hearing the news of what's going on, right? How, how, how were they throughout yeah. that whole time? Yeah, so it was, <clears throat> my, my adoptive dad left sort of early, early, like pretty much when I was 12, when I was mm. growing up. So it was always been my adoptive mum, my mum mm. and my sister. Yeah. And she was, yeah, she was, uh, she was well she was beside herself when i told her that i was going to the philippines i think she was really um she was worried about the disappointment that that i'd feel and the not being able to move on afterwards Mm. 
you know I think that was what really um, what what was right coming home for her but she also knew that it was something that I had to do right um, and uh, and she was she was she was sort of very much you know she was still in Australia when I uh, when I went over because I, I told her I'd, I've got to do this for myself but she was she was you know she she knew every every update um, every um, challenge every win um, and she was yeah she was on the edge of her seat the whole time with me yeah you know because there was only like three three people that I was talking to at the time it was my psychologist it was my mum and it was my partner at the time right so they um, yeah it was um, she was she was really worried but I think what what the, I guess the gift that came out of this whole experience was that this the second time I went back to the Philippines after finding her um, 60 minutes did a story uh, on, uh, on 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 finding my mother but they also flew my adoptive mum to the Philippines and got 60 minutes um, 60 minutes the TV show in Australia in yeah. Australia oh shit yeah yeah oh shit mm. that's mad so, so your adoptive so, uh, mother met your biological mother mom. yeah and how's that it was it was moving it was it was it was it was mind blowing to see my two mums together and speaking and I think it did I did I think it did a lot of healing for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know that my adoptive mum, there was a bit of guilt around, you know, being the mother that raised me and there was this sort of, you know, like, am I doing the right thing, showing photos of him when I was young and sort of all the memories that sort of, you know, that I got that she sort of missed out on. Mm. Um, but I, 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 I know that my biological mum was like, you know, she, she was really grateful for bringing yeah. me up and oh, I'm sure she, yeah, yeah definitely I don't yeah. I don't I mean I'm not a parent but I don't think that your adoptive mum should feel any guilt in giving you this amazing life you know what I mean like mm. the the photos and stuff if anything it's always like lightening the load off of your biological mum because mm. during that whole time it's just like it's the what if you know Mm. And to be replaced those what if moments by like you you fucking led this life of, you know, pursuing passion and shit, like that must be like so much more than I don't know. Like how like it's it's such an awesome gift to have to give to someone that's lost so much. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Fuck. she would have felt a lot of guilt not raising you, like herself type of thing and mm. giving that life to you. But she got the second best thing. Like, yeah. you actually had a good life. Yeah. Like, in terms of growing up, having a family, and just being brought up rather than... Because, like, when people go missing, everyone's going to think about the worst case scenario. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know? Dead, missing, all that stuff. So, having that burden off, like, being like, oh, he actually had a good life. Yeah. And yeah. It, it really just... Changes perspective on things, so, mm. uh, and I do feel that, yeah, you said it was both healing to watch them both together, and after all that healing and that that wholesomeness, kind of like you know, after time went on and then that that, that kind of worn off, where you scared? There's like, oh, now both my mothers are here, 
<laughs> what's gonna happen type of thing. They're know? both telling you that you need to eat more. <laughs> yeah, like, now they're giving us like giving each other <laughs> biological yeah. long. It's like this guy yeah. always comes home late. Yeah. <laughs> Never brings me pasal lubong. <laughs> He's always galabanting, galabanting. You should have seen him Never when he was studying. He's always dancing in his room when he was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something that like because um, obviously you, um, you you would have grown up in a different upbringing from from most Filipinos that live in Australia. Um, yeah, th- when it came to your passion of dance, were your parents, or were, your, were your adopted parents, were they supportive of that or were they very much like, because what, what we're seeing when we're, uh, in, in, we've been interviewing uh, Filipino artists, dancers, singers, etc., parents nowadays are really supportive of that. But when we grew up, it was it like... Was not, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, what was it like for your adopted parents when when you were like, I want to, I want to dance, I want to do that for a living. Well, initially, my my adoptive mum was really supportive uh, as I was growing up, but I think um, I had a bit of a break uh, during sort of VCE days back, like in high school days with dance. But then when I came back and when I fell in love with it again in my early twenties, and then started to pursue dance again seriously that was when my adoptive mum was like what are you doing with oh, yeah. <laughs> or how are you gonna how are you gonna support yourself how are you gonna make an income what's no dance mm. is not gonna get you anywhere yeah um just like a filipino oh, she turned it was tough it was tough and I, I remember i remember i got a big job touring with guy sebastian hey. and i was like okay this is the time like you know i've got some time i've got some buffer time to yeah. like to quit my job because I was a I was a uh, Microsoft engineer at um, oh. at, at Holden. You were there. I was there. You were there. I see where your yeah, yeah, yeah. was coming from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Because the first time around you weren't an engineer. Second time around you, you had the job. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I remember quitting right. Quitting 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 um quitting work. And for like a couple of weeks, I'd pretend to go to work. I'd dress up, yeah. drive down the street, push, pull my seat back, have a sleep until my mum would, would leave. And I'd go back home, <laughs> search for jobs, do yeah. Corey in the, in the, in the, in the garage. Wow. Wait, go like uh, dancing jobs? Dancing like, jobs, oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, just trying to get my hustle on, trying to get gigs and trying to make, you know, trying to make some sort of living out of dancing and... Wow. Yeah. How many years is that before, like, so you think you can dance and that popped off? Uh, that- oh, that was like, <clears throat> I think like 2000, like 2005, I was dancing professionally. Right. Two, oh, okay. 2009 was, 2008, I think was, um, um, so you think you can dance. Right. 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. You know, like, so you were raised in, in a white household. And the funny thing that I find is that you still became a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like as if we got the boy out of the Philippines, yeah. but we can't get the Philippines out of the boy. Yeah, of exactly. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like dance and creative and the whole, you know, Filipino, like 
wanting to be a creator type of thing mm. just followed you just to the to australia it's it's our it's our it's in our genetics you know it's it's like <laughs> no matter no matter what kind of environment we grow up in you know whether it's overseas or yeah. you know like there we always have some sort of creative sort of gene that pu- pushes us forward yeah. propels us forward in in the arts in some in something creative yeah and that's that's just like that in itself knowing that about myself as a filipino yeah you know is is like it's a grounding thing to kind of go mm. you know i know who i am and i know like even though i was raised in a different country that i'm always going to be at heart a filipino mm. when when you did the dna test he must have shown up on the reports like hundred percent dancer, <laughs> Filipino, right? <laughs> Says it on his blood, yeah. <laughs> it's in his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> this guy shouldn't be working for Holden. <laughs> well, it's three three percent Microsoft engineer. Yeah. Oh, it's three percent. So percentage, he's good at math still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three percent Microsoft. basic maths, Bro. basic yeah. maths. All the all the Filipino parents back in the day would want a Microsoft engineer. Yeah, but he actually became a dancer too. It's kind of like. You just, you know, no matter no matter what the parents are, you're still gonna. Yeah. You couldn't escape. You didn't yeah. tell escape. that to your biological mom, hey. But here's what here's the thing for, for, for all <laughs> the parents, for all the all the parents out there who who are like who are really um, disappointed that their 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 children are growing up being dancers. Like, the dance is just the stepping stone. Yeah. You know, the, the mm. dance now, like with what I do in film, and you know, it's basically like choreographing in the edit suite. You know, I'm choreographing to music. I'm mm. telling a story. Um, it's like the musical timing and the mm. impulse to cut things, you know, like it's just innate, you know, it's not like I have to train that. It's just. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's that phrase that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm. And so the, the elements that you've learned in dance, you've taken into your filmmaking, your, your storytelling. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The discipline, you know, like just like the, the work that you have to do in order to, to, to um to get by and, and yeah. um and the way that you see things the way you're inspired by your environment yeah um i think that's the bi- the biggest thing that from what i've learned from my parents is they always they were always worried about one whether or not i would make money but like in order for me to be a rounded well-rounded human being like will i learn anything from from doing these sorts of things mm, and mm. doing creative things mm. and i think that that should be the lesson if if anybody wants to pursue a creative endeavor it's not just the fun and singing and dancing and doing the fun stuff it's also the hard work that yeah, goes behind it yeah totally so. mm, can you sing yeah no no okay. I, I used to sing like when i was a kid but yeah. not now yeah okay yeah yeah i'm just trying to figure out what else what else Filipino traits did you just develop? <laughs> <laughs> just on your own type right, of thing. Yeah. So. Was there anything that was like... He can box as well. Was there anything <laughs> besides dance that was very like Filipino as you grew up that you just discovered like, wait, wait a minute. Like this is just part of like who I am yeah, type yeah. of thing. Well, funny you say that. So like, at Christmas time in Australia, growing up, I'd always loved the pork crackling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a taste for lechon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. And, and then, and then when I when I met my biological mother, she she's, she she'd say these stories like when when I'd get paid, the, the f- first thing I'd do was take you out to, um, to eat lechon because it was my favorite my favorite Bro, dish. It's it stuck crazy. with you, huh? It stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You did, this is why you walked to the market. Say you were looking for lechon that day. 
<laughs> he woke up. He woke up. He smelled the yeah, lechon. Like, I was like, no, no, no. He woke up. He's like, oh, I think my mom went to work. If, I yeah. if I'm not there, then I don't get lechon. Smell that mantel mouse over there. <laughs> I'm pretty imagine, sure mom's work is the other way around. I just imagine, like, you know, in the cartoons where they, they float and they see the smell, the smell of lechon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, floating oh, to me. <laughs> and they're, oh crap, I'm at the market. Why am I here? Oh, there's Lechon over there. Of course. He's of getting course. samples, you know, and they cut out like some samples yeah. just standing there. But the game, but the game. He heard like someone chopping the Lechon in his ear. Like, like they heard like, the cleaver. Yeah, the cleaver on the thing, bro. I, I would have done the same shit, bro. Yeah. That, that's wild, bro. You were hungry for Lechon one morning, ended up in Australia. <laughs> That's crazy. Ended up in Melbourne too, bro. <laughs> ended up in Melbourne. Melbourne's Melbourne. See, this is the thing. You you ended up in a city where it was so ingrained with art and you know that kind of yeah. uh, culture, and you you found yourself you know pursuing dance, which is like you know something that's really expressive, and you've got this awesome fucking story to tell that you can express through like the dancing, the filmmaking. It kind of feels like it just went hand in hand because I, I got workmates and stuff. Fucking wild stories, awesome and shit. Can't dance for shit. He can't edit a video, so it's like he can't tell that story in a fucking good way. You know what I mean? Whereas you, you could have done that through movement. You know what I mean? You, you got mm. the art behind you, but yeah, man, it's it's just like it, it felt like things fell apart, like fell into place. Into place, yeah. Like some people are born to tell stories, and some people yeah. are not born with it. Like, have you ever met people who can't tell a story? Me sometimes. <laughs> and they just you see go on like and reels on. are heavily edited. There's <laughs> 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 all thanks to this guy. If you heard me, I was hey like stumbling, stuttering, and shit. To everybody out there who can't tell a story, find yourself an editor. editor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find yourself a your life, bro. Need a storyteller to help. I get surprised when I see a cheat code. Bro, you should, see, oh, shit. you should see the editing floor of all the stuff that I cut out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all there. That thing was in shambles in the full episode. <laughs> you make it sound good. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Did you is, end up is, getting your lich on? Huh? Did you end up getting your lich on? Oh, mate, I love lich on. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> of course. Yeah, there's, a new, there's a new Filipino restaurant that I don't, it's opened up in Newcastle. It's yeah. called the Palace, and oh. they they make amazing lechon and shout outs, shout outs, and uh, they actually make a dorbo which is um, quite unique to their province. So their dorbo is just a little, a little bit different, mm. uh, which what is, is cool. What's, what's different about it? I think it's like it's a little bit sweeter. Than oh, pineapples or something? Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know. But they it's, put it's, more brown sugar or something in there. It's just a little bit different. It's yeah. like I feel like it's not as uh, vinegary and um, okay, mm. yeah. yeah, it's it's like a bit sweeter. Mm. Mm. All right, we're gonna have to plan a trip to Newcastle, guys. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. We'll just hop in his van and just. Go yeah, there. right. You got a hard out van. No, seriously, you got to come to Newcastle. There's a lot of Filipinos in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. yeah Croc Croc's there. That, yeah. That's how I heard of you guys. Mm. Yeah, because Croc came on the show. Yeah. Uh, we were there in January um, filming with uh, 7,000 Islands. He used to live there. and um, But uh, I had a question about Melbourne, right? Like, so while you were growing up, was there a big Filipino community where you lived in Melbourne? Well, but not not in my area. I grew up in Elstonwick, like like Elwood, St Kilda part. Ah, okay. Whereas all the, all the Filipinos were in the West. Mm-hmm. But I started meeting all these Filipinos in the dance community. 
right, so like all, the right. Dance, all the dance crews so see, all that's even more evidence that like Filipinos didn't inspire him to dance it, he just found it himself found it. Yeah, 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 yeah and then he just oh he was really the dance what are you guys doing oh yeah pretty much yeah you know, what, what was it like meeting other Filipinos in Australia? So like, like, because you didn't kind of meet, yeah, meet meet them until the dance dance thing. Dance thing, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, like, they, they I, f- I felt like I was very different to them, mm. you know, because they had been raised by Filipino parents, uh, and I'd been I'd been raised by Australian parents. Yeah, fuck, that was so, really so. I felt I felt a little bit like of a disconnect, a little mm. bit of a disconnect, um, but. We'd always like have a yarn and just hang out and like laugh and stuff. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like mm. this. They treat you any different, bro? Like, no, no, no. That's no. Good. They were always very. Like, all my memories of like all the dance, all the Filipino dance crews, they were just all very, very friendly and very, and also kind of like a little bit intrigued of like, you know, how like I looked Filipino, but I was like kind of white. Mm. You know? mm. um, but like every Filipino I met in the dance community was just really, really, really awesome, really mm. kind and. All about the dance more than yeah, anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, very, very friendly and very open. Um, but because I all lived in the west and I lived, you know, in the in the south, like mm-hmm. it was different, you know. Yeah. Um, was there much yeah. lechon when you were growing up in Melbourne? No, there was no, lo- no lechon at all. I, I didn't. There was. I don't think there was any Filipino restaurants back then. Mm. Yeah. Was there Filipino restaurants back back when you were growing up? No. Just like, like local ones like here. Yeah. There'll be mm. local ones, but. Um, like it was the mentality of the parents where they're like, no, you, you don't need to go there when you can. Well, just that, yeah, that, and that's that's why that's why Filipino cuisine doesn't. Get oh, bro, by, that by sucks, yeah. man. So for the time that you're in Melbourne, mm. yeah, so you like, didn't like, have what, no one to like, cook your Filipino food. Your uh, adopt, adoptive parent would try to create some Filipino no, food for you, or no, there was no Filipino. Yeah. So when no. was the first time you actually tried like Filipino food? Well, the first time I. I tasted adobo was a mate of mine who was a music artist who was Filipino and he cooked me my first adobo and it was that last year <laughs> no I think it was like uh, I reckon I was like 25 hmm. 25 oh. when I first had my Filipino oh, dish oh man and then and then like because I slept over that night and the next thing they were doing they were eating spam and, and like oh, eggs and rice <laughs> for, for breakfast and yeah. it just felt really just like felt really different for my body yeah because yeah. I'm like <laughs> It's like, oh, rice first thing in the morning. It's heavy, yes. Are you used to like cereals and shit? <laughs> he's looking yeah, cereals and he's it's looking a culture like, shock, man. He's looking at other people's food. He's like, man, you guys' food look like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What does like, it smell? Mm, I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yum. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, spam? I was like, you're eating a sandwich. And it was, like, I, it was the first time I'd eaten meat out of a can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, like that was the experience growing up as well, where it was spam and eggs and rice for 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 breakfast. Mm. But then the older that I, I'm, I don't I don't have that for breakfast all the time. Mm. And it's it's always a bit of a culture shock when I go back to the Philippines, and that's exactly what's for breakfast there. Oh, like that was my breakfast on Friday. <laughs> that's, I don't have to go back to like my <laughs> my fam my family over there. They, they'll. Um, they'll have food prepared even before I'm awake. And it's just sitting on the table with like it, with the, the, the fly screen things on top of it to cover it. A uh, whole plate of eggs, whole plate of that's like the, fried that's the spam. Culture part. And then it's and the thing. And I walk out, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not going to eat yet. So 
Did you get a stomach bug when you're in Philippines, bro? Because yeah. there's no cornflakes and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you having for breakfast, bro? Nilaga? <laughs> no, no, he wants dumbbells and. <laughs> you know, my favorite, my favorite breakfast in the Philippines was long silog. Oh, yeah. It tasted like. Uh, like chi- like you know Chinese sausage, yeah, 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 yeah. sweet sausage. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, when was the first so time you tried long, um, longanisa? Longanisa. Um, well, well, the first time I like well, when I went back like six years ago. Oh, so my first right. year, yeah, like, like I really, I really just ate. But that was like that, that. But that was. I think that's a great way to taste your first longanisa. Back at the Philippines, type I, of thing. I, I, right out of the sauce. I, yeah. I love. I'm so. I love the uh, you. You love Filipino food, man. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> so man. I love it. Like and I'm always cooking it with like to my mates because I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to expose them to Filipino food and culture. Yeah, because yeah. you have that experience of not being exposed to it exactly. at all for like yeah. about twenty years yeah. or so. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I guess that for me, that's that's a way to kind of reclaim my identity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, is to share it. Have you, you bought know? a Wallace Ting Ting? Yeah, how old were you when you first used the tabo? <laughs> so tabo, there's the a little like bucket, a bucket pail with the a toilet, bucket yeah, to, to, to wipe your ass, to wash your ass. Never, it's not there yet. You should try it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change your life. Even get an ice cream so container. I'm going through culture yeah. shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, in most in most Filipino households, it's funny because I've got one in my in my. Place. It's always an ice cream time. It's just, yeah. but it, I don't use it. But it's just at the underneath, my, yeah. like in my cupboard. Yeah. They all have a bucket where you. Yeah, to yeah. Well, in the Philippines, like when they have a shower, they say, "I'm going to have a bath." I'm yeah, like, yeah. Having a bath? What do you mean? Like, so it's like bath? fill up a whole bathtub but, but or something. Yeah, but it's like, the yeah, yeah, like the, the, it's yeah, yeah that that stuff. That's the double. Yeah. 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 Use that to wash yeah, themselves, yeah, but yeah. you can use it to wash your ass after. Yeah. Dropping the kids and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the Wallace Ting thing is the um, it's the it's the broom it's like a with bundle the of sticks. bundle of sticks. Yeah. And then you just scrape it on the ground to like clean the the ground. The ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. Dope. yeah. That that actually is actually way more effective than a normal broom. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, just so. sticks and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm just trying to figure out how ways where you could like you know revisit your culture, yeah, and bring yeah, it back yeah. to. Yeah. To your household type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I have uh, so my uh, my biological mother is a dressmaker, and one of the things that she makes an income of, um, out of is you know make you know those placemats in the Philippines, like yeah. just mm. make out all those rags, mm. like just all like rags and and they kind of just seams it up and like so it's like a placemat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she she gave me a bunch and now and literally like last Friday for my birthday we're using these Filipino placemats. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just bringing the culture. And I love it. Yeah, bring the you culture. have a big spoon and fork on the wall now. No, no I don't have a spoon and fork. I've got, I've got, I've <laughs> I'm got making you a checklist. Right, I've, I've got our nis, I've got our nis sticks. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys play uh, do our nis? I like do. Well, I've started learning. Well, I wanted to learn during COVID, and then now I've started to take classes and stuff. And yeah. Nis. Yeah. Is there a is there our nis teacher the, here? Yeah, there is. Um, there's a school in Blacktown. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, is your made out of bamboo? Huh? Your one made out of bamboo. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've got it hanging in the kitchen, just our niece. No, in, 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 in the van. Oh, oh what's right show here? Us. Yeah. Hey. Uh, just in case. This later on. <laughs> he's, he's ready, just in case yeah, yeah, yeah. anything happened. He's like, we'll just call up, yo, JD. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. He brings out his sticks. All right. <laughs> but like when I started uh, researching our niece, it's like, it was like, you know, it, Carly was like one of the main uh, fighting uh, choreography for for like um <clears throat> you know the born movies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. 
uh, I, I am legend. Yeah. That's all Kali with the, with the machete and stuff. Yeah. Fun, yeah. fun fact, because like Batman, you know, the Batman you know, comics and stuff like that. Uh, the first Robin, Dick Grayson, his, he uses the two sticks. He uses, he does Arnis. Arnis, Kali, yeah, 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 yeah. And so. was it Daredevil? Does Daredevil do Arnis? Yeah. Because he's got those two sticks. He's got the two sticks yeah. as well. Yeah. I, um, uh, the Fast and Furious when Jason Statham was introduced into the franchise. Mm. Um, what's his name? Vin Diesel had introduced. Like, so when they were fighting, uh, I think Vin Diesel had like a wrench and a pole and Thinger had pieces of the car. Like Jason Statham had two pieces of the car. And they were doing Arnis because Vin Diesel was on this Filipino trip like, and he just fell in love with it and mm. introduced it onto mm. the fight. Like, and that was the movie that they were filming at the time. Mm-hmm. So you, you get to see a bit of it. It's like, oh shit, they, they look like two Filipino men, like grown Filipino men <laughs> fighting yeah. in a car park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying uh, um, RNS um, yesterday with two fly swatters. <laughs> and I was chasing a cockroach, and I was like, That's it. "And the cockroach won." So <laughs> I, was, and I, and I was trying to get the cockroach. So it was pretty much called uh, R and E piece. R and E piece. He's the dude. <laughs> the Ephesus has got six of them, bro. They look like a fucking Star Wars character. It was a whole battle, bro. Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> You're no match for me, Jedi. It's a lot of staring as well, like a couple hours of staring at each other. Hours. <laughs> like, the oh, Arn Ephesus, bro? Bro, it's the one. <laughs> oh, man. But like, yeah, oh, man. I'm so fascinated of you like discovering Filipino food at a later age. Cause like I feel like as Filipinos, like when we grow up, our parents just put it on the table type mm, of thing, mm. and we we're sometimes forced to eat it. Type you of eat thing. what you eat, you eat, what's in front of you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And like, and like you had the choice to <laughs> to go to Filipino food, and was Adobo the first one, or is there something else that was back, that became the first one? No, too? Adobo was the first. Yeah, yeah. Adobo. <coughs> did you you kind of went through the. The, the Holy Trinity, I guess it was the Dobo, the Lichon, Lichon, Lichon and yeah. Sinigang. Sinigang was yeah. the next one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sinigang. Man. I'm that excited for you too, bro. But that, blew, that, blew me my, that blew my mind, like eating Sinigang and watching people eating Sinigang in like 40 degree heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yesterday, bro. You know? I was like, <laughs> but then I tried it and I was like, actually, this makes sense. Because you're kind of like you're you're it's hot, so you're you're actually eating and drinking liquids. Yeah. 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 Mm. My cousin, I my cousin, he I wouldn't say famously, but like at the time, he was known for having the cigarettes while having a hot coffee, bro. And this was like three p.m. in the hour, and he'd be outside of the like my Lola's place, cigarette in hand, a coffee, steaming, and it we're both sweating, bro. I was like, how can you drink that shit? <laughs> Get a coke or like you know ice water or something. No, but people do that as well. Yeah, like, bro. Like not Coffee even on Filipinos. Hot it's like very, it's very um, it's very Asian. Yeah. I know that in the Chinese culture, they tea and shit, right? right? Yeah, drinking drinking hot water or warm water instead of drinking cold water is a, is is actually considered good for you. Um, but yeah, now even on a hot day, like in Chinese culture, they'll drink warm water, which mm. is which is wild to me. Mm. Dude, during the time that you were um, growing up and then like fucking. 
Manny Pacquiao was making big news on the TV that your mates ever go, hey, hey, and you're like, <laughs> you're on Mayweather, guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went from Mayweather, didn't you? He wasn't Mayweather. His laugh says, fifty and zero, man. How can you go against that? <laughs> Still imagine, undefeated. Imagine him with his dance crew and stuff, and then Pacquiao loses, and then um, everyone's like, oh, and then you're secretly like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you look at the crowd. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, was there, sucks. Was that? Was there a lot of that when you were hanging out with with Filipinos? Was there a lot of things that you didn't like didn't uh, identify with, or you didn't like relate to them with? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Like there was there was a Filipino crew um, at my school, but they were re- they were very different. Like you know, they were. They like, were they were playing like Enclosed. Dragon Ball cards and like, well, I wanted to be like playing sport, mm. but then I didn't get along with the jocks because they were just really weird. So then, you know, it was it was a bit tricky. Like, mm. but I think I kind of got to know out of that. I got to kind of understand how all the different kind of communities kind of gathered, yeah. all the different cliques of mm. in the school. So I kind of just hopped in between and kind of just yeah created alliances with with everyone. Yeah. But I was I really kind of just was hanging out with all the rebels mm. at the back of the, the back of the, the back oval. of the class. Yeah. With yeah. Kali sticks, bro. Yeah, Kali sticks. <laughs> the rulers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. The, the tattoos you mentioned, you got that mm. after um what would you say, like the time you met your mom? Yep. Yep. How did that's a lot of tattoos to get done like in a short time. Well, six years. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> are they Filipino inspired? Yeah, these tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. So this 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 arm, my right arm, was done by a Filipino uh, tattoo artist, uh, Tata Nero. In 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 Philippines. In the or Philippines. Yeah. 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 So this is this is more of a contemporary sort of style, and this got um, um, so once I knew where my mum and dad were from, mm-hmm. then I was able to kind of do a bit of research and understand that my mum was from somewhere. And my right. dad was from Batangas, mm. and then also because I knew now I knew my birthday and yours is Scorpio, so a lot of a lot of that story is in my tattoos. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And is that by Bayan as well? That's yeah, Bayan. Yeah, and this is um, it translates as blessed. Did you did mm. you have any part in your tattoo that incorporated your Australian side? It's like do you have kangaroos on one one of the rows or something? <laughs> There's something across somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, little koala there. Yeah. Straight flag ready. Uh, that's an interesting yeah, question. I, I don't. No. Yeah. 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 But this yeah, and I, I got my hands done just like I got this I got this sleeve done probably like a year after I found my in one go. Yeah, in one go. Oh, yeah. Man, to be honest, I've been looking at your Gangster. arm and getting tattoo ideas because I want to get a tattoo. Did yeah, you this yeah, guy yeah. is going to get a tattoo. <laughs> get a tattoo. <laughs> I need to get it soon because apparently Jollibee is coming soon. So, yeah. And I have to stick to my word. So he, he made a bet yeah. right, on, on our show <laughs> that if Jollibee, that this food chain in the Philippines, finally comes to Australia, yeah. he's going to get a tattoo of the Jolly BB on him somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now he doesn't have any tattoos. <laughs> like we, he po- we posted the video, and um, the comments were that, oh, what's what's the whole what's the big deal? Like I have a tattoo anyway. Like he has no, tattoo. no tattoo. He's a virgin body tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Just tattoo his free. First one's gonna. It's gonna be, be his Jolly first B. one. It's gonna be Jolly. <laughs> it's gonna be Jolly B. So he's thinking he wants to get tattoos first. I want my first one to be by choice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I wanted to tell a story. I want to tell yeah, a story. Exactly. <laughs> Let me have a good first one, first experience. So the Jolly Bee experience won't be as bad. <laughs> Is it the Jollibee experience? Of the, like you know, you know, we need that to be at least the third experience. So where is this Jollibee? Jo- Jollibee jo- is um, a- is apparently it? there's supposed to be plans for it in Campbelltown. Okay, but that's never gonna happen. It's not gonna we, happen. We we are very cynical, even though we have friends who are like, oh, I know a person who knows a person who knows that it's gonna happen. <laughs> they're just waiting on something. There's articles and there's all, like, they're always waiting on something. There's yeah. there's yeah. So it's not coming. Like that, that's that's the bottom line. <laughs> that's what you're hoping for because you don't want to get a tattoo. <laughs> no, no, that's how confident I am. Like you know, but I, I still want to get tattoos. So I'm gonna try and get a tattoo for my birthday. I'll be looking at your arms for a little bit longer. And <laughs> <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a great tattoo artist in in um, in LA. His name's L, and is a. Oh, it's a bit sh- expensive. Sh- <laughs> have to go to LA. <laughs> But he does traditional. He he did this arm. He does like traditional. All right, so guys, if you want me to get a a tattoo from LA, there's a GoFundMe page. (laughs) 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 Support me. (laughs) I'm getting a great first experience of a tattoo. Yeah, be awesome. Be awesome. Where he comes back from LA, all covered. Yeah, he's gonna be tatted up. There's no space for a jolly me anymore. He's like, he's like, mate. He's like, I think I got a little bit of space just on the inside of my ass. Yeah, you're gonna have to be, you know, have to be like a little jelly bee, like they're like. And then see you drop. Oh shit! Jelly bee, jelly tear. Yeah, yeah. Jelly bee tear. This is how many chicken joys I've eaten. <laughs> oh, dude, have you tried so Jolly Bee before? Chickens yeah. are destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? Honest opinion. Honest? Oh man, like seriously, when I like, I when I look fo- at footage of me in the Philippines finding my birth mother, and I like look at myself, like, man, I'm like, I'm like big. And it was because I was eating fried chicken and all that stuff. <laughs> fried chicken joy? Yeah. Uh, and all the lechon, was, apparently, yeah, as well. Yeah, all the lechon and all the rice. Yeah. I reckon if you didn't get lost, bro, you'd be bigger than me right now. With a little You'd still be dancing, though, bro. Yeah, man. Dancing off. <laughs> I could imagine because, like, I could imagine in that situation because I think part of me is an emotional eater. So if I'm going through these struggles of, like, trying to find my mom, I'd be eating heaps on the way. Like, you know what? Can't find my mom, but at least this Jolly Bee's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what, the what, consolation. So, so, yeah. <laughs> all, you was, all, all you were eating was Jollibee and lechon. That's, that sounds like a great time. Sounds like a sounds like uh, sounds like a early heart attack. That's what that, <laughs> that sounds. Is, like. Yeah. So you, obviously, you don't get gout. Huh? You don't get gout. No. Nah, that's, 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 oh man, far out this guy. Fucking <laughs> living a miracle right now. <laughs> you're lost, you get enough to go to Australia, go find your mum uh, in, in like minuscule chances, and you don't get gout. Bro, what so the hell? Secretly, you're living Garcia's dream. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. I wish I could be in. So you think you can dance <laughs> and not get gout? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I had Lechon, but did you guys dance though? Did you guys dance when you were kids? Yes, yeah. but like I don't dance well at all. I was the other creative. I was the rapper. The rapper. I was doing the rap. I was the, I was rapping at the halftime halftime like placements for like the dance competitions. 
So when they were preparing for like the you know for the next dance group, they would throw in some rappers mm. just to you know keep keep everyone entertained. Yeah, that was that was me. My so. my my parents, well, my aunties and uncles would like bribe us to dance. Mm-hmm. They'd just be like, "Hey, dance for your titas and titos. Mm-hmm. We'll give you money." Mm. That was the thing. That was that was that was what me growing up. <laughs> And then they, they, you know, they would, they all be, they be really excited. They were like, "Yeah, uh, you know, he's they're dancing, they're dancing." No, that made me feel. Thinking back on it now, I think they were making fun of me just because I don't <laughs> dance really well at all. But you were a professional dancer before I was. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you were paid more than me. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this guy yeah. was invoicing his titos and titos and shit. <laughs> Secretly, Don, you're living his life that he yeah. wanted to live. Far out. <laughs> I hope there's still footage out there. I got to see this once. It was done and his brothers doing Men in Black. They were on the black suits. <laughs> yeah, that is. And the doing a, This slide with me. Just slide. I was like, oh. <laughs> Look at yeah, Don. Yeah, man. I remember that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting. Don was chubby as a kid too, bro. Right? Yeah, it was. He, he was, did, he was enjoying the lechon right Did you tour? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went from Tita Baby's house, Tita Linda's house, Tita <laughs> all of my auntie's houses. It was the Christmas <laughs> tour. <laughs> yeah, the huh? We cashed up after that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, we went on the Christmas tour. Uh, Christmas tour. Tita was like, "Did you bring the magic mic?" And they go, oh, "You want the karaoke?" No, not that one. The other magic mic. No. My auntie's asking for that? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> What's your price? <laughs> What's your price? <laughs> it was always like, what's my price? <laughs> Ooh, what you got? <laughs> oh, my Everyone has a price. <laughs> like, uh, Five dollars and uh, two poporong. How about that? I don't remember. I don't remember like the full story of the Full Monty. Do you remember that, that movie? Yeah. There's a movie called The Full Monty where a bunch of blokes, like they're just like they're just blokes. They're not, uh, they're not Channing Tatum's or Chris Hemsworth or whatever. They're just a bunch of guys, and they do a strip show for whatever reason, and that's the premise of this movie. I don't remember why they had to. Why were you watching this, Don? <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a popular movie in the nineties, hmm. um, and he was practicing. You know, like they're paying me. Might this as well, guy was uh, a kid, and he's watching <laughs> Grey Man Strip as a movie. I'm like, whoa! That's an like MA fifteen plus, Don. You were fourteen. I was I was doing research. I was doing research for a job. We were telling, oh, you should watch um um the Monty Python sound. That's a yeah, good yeah. series. Full yeah, Monty. Monty. Python. Full Monty. It's like, I don't see no, po- oh, there's the python. Oh, there, yeah, I see the python. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Ice Cube in this? Very, very good. <laughs> oh, oh, is not to be seen anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, did, you guys, did you guys um, watch Black Eyed Peas? Were you into Black Eyed Peas? Was, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was into Black Eyed Peas. Um, before the Fergie times, the early iteration, like the, yeah. they're like hip hop, boom joint. bap That's era. The jam. Of, yeah, turn that shit up, play it again. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was my my jam. And then once they had Fergie, and then they blew up, type of thing. Became a bit more those, pop than yeah, anything. Yeah, they became more yeah. pop, and I was ve- that it turned me into a hipster. Like <laughs> I liked them before Fergie was there. <laughs> I sound like a hipster I, now. Yeah. I liked them before they were cool. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I liked him when he was just called William. <laughs> Mr. William. Yeah. Will E. Um. Mr. Will E. Um. Oh, man. I used to call him Bill for sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, do you, you like, you, did you watch Black Eyed Peas a lot? Yeah, or? a little bit. Yeah. A lot of people thought I was Apple back in the day. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> you put the sunnies on racist, us. bro. We all don't look alike. Come on. It is racist, bro. No, but I do, though. I probably interviewed right. you. If you had a mohawk yeah, and then the sunnies on, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see it. I mean, we were calling you the Filipino Neo before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Neo, they kind of look. There was, a, there was a moment where I was like, "It's Neo Filipino. He kind of looks like he's got a Filipino nose." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, you know. It could be like you know, there was something going on in his family back then. Uh, have you, have you met Apple? Him. Have you met Apple Diop? Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. met I met the Black Eyed Peas when they when they kind of came to Sydney, uh, like when I was dancing. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then did you have the moment where you looked looked at each other, pointed at each other, like, "Hey, you look like you." Did you have that moment? Yeah, that? yeah. Really? Well, well, it was well, like, like Parent he, Trap, bro. They he, swapped. He, he knew I was Philo, but um, yeah, it was like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from here. I was like, oh, man. It was, yeah, it was, it was quite, it was interested. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was yeah. checking you like a gangster, like, where yeah, you from, yeah. dog? Yeah. <laughs> There's only one no, where Filipino. You stay, but where you're yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where are you from? <laughs> I'm the Filipino. Who do you know? <laughs> Ooh. He, um, yeah, dude, I think it, Apple the app is, uh, it's it's so good that he was able to put the the, the Filipino culture into like pop music into hip hop music. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I I know that like Bebot is we make fun of that being like the Filipino anthem every now and again, but like that's a song that's we played. That we didn't have a Filipino anthem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It's a song that's played yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You could yeah. say that Apple the app is one of the Mount Rushmores of. Filipino pop yeah like worldwide like the Mount Rushmore the people in the Mount Rushmore of Filipino worldwide in, in a pop sense oh you're saying one be, of the faces on Ru- yeah. Mount Rushmore yeah so like you know how everyone has that Mount Rushmore debate about anything like the best dancer to go there's like four faces that they put on yep. for the Filipino that really made Filipino global Mm. Would have been like Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, Apple the App. Apple the App would have been one of probably them. Probably Bruno Mars. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and like someone else. And, and um, Brian McKnight. Brian <laughs> <laughs> McKnight. Yeah. For some reason, he's in yeah. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he did that, sorry. Special song. mention, Dave Chappelle as well, just because yeah, he's right, right, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and like, yeah, so like he's up there. So like he's up there with Manny Pacquiao as in putting Filipinos <laughs> on the map type of things. Mm. So. Yeah. If you're listening to this, and I know you've oh, liked, you've liked our clips. Jabberwockies would be up there too. Yeah, would yeah, be yeah, up yeah. there. And Bella Porch for yeah. some reason. Apple. Oh, you're you're Mount Rushmore. The, the Mount Rushmore. Bella Porch's face is moving. Yeah, <laughs> like doing those ones. <laughs> that face that she I does. I met the Jabberwockies. They're cool guys. Yeah, yeah, like awesome, awesome guys. You would have in that scene, yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did they ask yeah. you to be one of them? No, no, no. Just put but on they the were, like that was just like that was just. Like like all all the other Filipino dancers, but yeah. they just had a like a really smart sort of marketing. They're marketing. still doing their thing in There's, Vegas, bro. They well, got the their show. Like they'll, they'll be like the thing about them is it's, it's what what's really good about their brand is they can be immortal. Mm. Yeah, you know, like they can just keep bring like it's like high five, you know, like high five the constantly new people. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. Someone could take a sickie and just be you know. Be like, totally. oh, can you just um, replace me for a second for the show? <laughs> totally. I'm just going to just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> they can go on a, uh, a holiday. 
No one would know. Super. <laughs> and you'll leave. If we go on a holiday, we have to record like five episodes beforehand. <laughs> a Jabberwocky crew can watch it. They could actually go on holiday and watch a Jabberwocky yeah, yeah, crew. Yeah, they watch themselves. Watch right. themselves mm. and no one even noticed. Yeah, I had, did yeah. you get to watch one of their shows and stuff? I haven't seen that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, I, no, I had no. the chance to. I didn't get to though, but I, I was told it was fucking amazing. Not just from the... Like, cause you you know how we remember them as kind of like comical when they do like awesome dance moves, right? But they they always throw in comedy into their yeah. choreography. Yeah, yeah. But the show that they do, it's like drama is involved. Like my mates that went there, they're hard out fans. They came out crying and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, bro. Because it's just they. It re, it's like. <laughs> I'm- it's, it's like, well, what's I'm another level. Area. It's like, yeah, bro. Fuck it, bro. And it's like, it's like a, it's like a, a, a fake knife or some shit. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine you, you can see people crying as they walk out. It's like, oh, what, what show did you watch? Oh, Chapel Chapel <laughs> Highly recommended. Yeah, man. That yeah, they were pioneers. Pioneers yeah. back in the day. Like just not yeah, like not even back in the day. Like they still are now. Like they yeah. just. Have influenced so many, and and what I also understood about the dance scene is that there were so many so many Filipinos around the world who were dancers. Yeah, Cabo Modern was another big <laughs> yeah. group at the time. Cabo Modern, Sean Evaristo, like the great, like yes. those great, like great, like really influential dancer that came out of the Bay Area in San Francisco. Mm. When I went to San Francisco, there was lots of Filipinos there, lots of, and and what what was interesting was like when I went there and was hanging out with Filipinos there. It felt like I was just hanging out Filipinos in Australia. Right. Did, they, yeah. did they all hit their head to do a body roll? <laughs> you know that move. So yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a <laughs> dance move. Where'd that come from? Did uh, it come from? I just feel mark. like all Filipinos like do it like in their lives. Like that, to start to start their dancing, they have to hit a switch. Yeah, they've got it. They're gonna, a, yeah, they bump the head in action. and then yeah. start it like to start the body roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's sexy. Apparently. It's sexy, it's sexy. Yeah. This might be a culture shock for you, but it's sexy in Philippines, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, not so much. Right? And then they pay their kids to do it. That's, what, Nella, they yeah. <laughs> that's what their titas were paying for. <laughs> do the spaghetti dance. Do the body roll, do the body yeah, roll. Yeah, do the bonk in the head thing. Do the bonk in the body Two more dollars, two more dollars. Because <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if you, do you know the dance move, the ocho ocho? Mm-mm. Where it's basically like you put your hands on your knees and then you like move your back in in, in and out like kind of like a twerk almost. It's almost like a um what is it called cat and cow just, movement. Just do it, just do it, bro. I'm not gonna do it. No, Come no. on, man. Just do it. No, no, no. You know uh, how like, you know you know how you like a twerk. You have to like, pay you me have for to it. Pe- <laughs> for twerking, how you much? have to bend over and then the ass is moving. The ocho ocho, you yeah. bend over. Everything else but your ass is moving. You're moving your back. Yeah, it's your, uh, your okay. back. Anyway, yeah, that yeah. that that move. Uh, it's. Like they they have kids doing it and like oh, it doesn't look very appropriate for a kid to do. Hey, it's, it's do the ocho ocho! I'll give you money. No, don't do that. No, kids, no, please. Yeah. Oh, ocho ocho! It was a massive as, thing. As a, you you grew up in that um, that mode of uh, being a dance choreographer and stuff, and and going through that phase as well, like during that era. How do you feel about TikTok dances? <clears throat> oh man, TikTok is such a. I feel I feel old <laughs> when yeah. I look at TikTok. Yeah, I, I, it's. I, you know, but back in my day, we <laughs> old. 
he, dro- he dropped the <laughs> back, back in, in my day. day. Yeah. <laughs> back in my day. Yeah, like we, we make like, you know, like three minute routines or something, you know? And, yeah. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's very, uh, it's like, it's very easy to make up a one second, a uh, one minute routine, mm. you know? And, it, and then you're not even really, you're not storytelling though either. You know, right, it's, just, right. it's just like moves. So, yeah. Mm. But look, it's, it has its place. You know, yeah. people, people are making money out of it, you know. Um, Have you ever thought of like, maybe I can do, I can throw a minute out there and then, I don't know, kind of like bank on this somehow? Well, that the thing is with that kind of stuff is like, it's not just about one one video. It's like, it's you've got to be making videos for th- yeah. you know, th- like years and years. Like Maybe you could tell a story one minute at a at time. time. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, get your audience invested. It's like, oh, where is he going to go to that next? That would piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> where is he going to go next? It's very. I, I hate it. I hate episode. watching like the TikTok videos and they're like this story, da, 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 and then it stops, and then you, all the comments is like, like for part, part two, two. part yeah. two, part two. Yeah. Where's part two? And then you watch part two. That's part three, part three, part three. <laughs> Fucking just put it on There's, YouTube. Just it's in slow mo the whole minute. Yeah. The first video is you bonking your head, and then the second video is the. Body roll. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Third video is that wave coming bro, back yeah, up. <laughs> bro, I hate I hate three minute videos. This is that says wait for it at the start. Yeah, this text that says wait for it. It's like all right, all right. I don't know why I trust him so much. I skip as soon as I like, see it. I wait for it. I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I see it. I'm and like, then skip. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's you wait, like wait till the end, and the video just stops. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. Like, like, wait like, for ah, nothing, bro. What a waste. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh man. TikTok oh, my problems, guys. TikTok problems. Oh, my money back. TikTok <laughs> problems. Are you on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? No. Too, maybe? No, no. <laughs> Stay off as long as you can. Well, that's what I'm doing. Unless like, you're subscribed to like the Cheat Coders <laughs> podcast on TikTok. <laughs> then, then Stay on TikTok. Follow us, <laughs> follow us on TikTok. <laughs> Instagram. Follow us. We, we, Stay you, off you social media. You can trust us. We don't do that wait for it stuff. Or yeah. we don't do part twos. And I, stuff. Know, I think it's like it's junk food. Yeah. It's like, it's like digital junk food. Yep. You know, and all these reels are like digital junk food. Yeah, it's we like, are junk food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except the cheat coders reels are. <laughs> <laughs> we're a good junk food. We're like, we're, we're like Subway and shit. Yeah, you know we're like celery mean? sticks and shit. <laughs> we're like Filipino Subway, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like celery sticks and the, peanut butter. It's the healthy fast food <laughs> without the pedophilia. It's that's what the. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, bro. Because that's what. Yeah. You're not going, we're not going cuts, there, bro. Cuts, bro where did that come from? Because the Subway dude was. We yeah, went through, oh, we went through a whole Michael Jackson conversation when I mentioned yeah, I the dark side. We tried to stay out of that thing, man. Oh, oh man. man, it's the subway. The subway, uh, like, dude, that lost all the weight from eating subway sandwiches. He was. He was a predator. He was a sexual. Yeah, it doesn't predator. mean Subway's the predator. I don't even why I'm talking like they're a sponsor. They, yeah, Still got mad sandwiches, but yeah, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we're all we're, we are the fast food restaurants with green in our logo. That's <laughs> yeah. the word. That means we're good. We're uh, ethically sourced. That's where we're good. <laughs> These jokes no, are getting I've, made I've by always, farmers. I've always loved watching you, like watching your reels. Like yeah. like it's, uh, it's, it's it's been like it's always it, like every time I watch them, I have a have a, a chuckle. Like it's yeah. you know, and that's that's. I What's feel like you? that's that is that is good stuff, right? It's stuff that kind of, um, you know, moves you in a way, mm. or like like makes you laugh. Um, 
Yeah, like it's a, I mean, that's why, why, why I kind of contacted you guys because you make kind of like at stuff. least make you feel better than at the end than when you started, right? Sorry, yeah, because yeah, all we need is one chuckle, bro. Then yeah, one chuckle, job. you know, changing the world one chuckle at a time. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it in the end. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Chuckle the world, <laughs> make, make it, it a better, better place. place. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle the world. <laughs> For not, you. Not heal the world. Not heal it fully. Not make the world Just laugh. a little chuckle. It's chuckle the world. <laughs> you know, one chuckle at a time, we could actually heal the world. Uh, Michael Chuckle. Chuckle Khan. Chuckle Norris. Chuckle Norris. Chuckle Khan. Chuckle Khan. Chuckle Khan. Chuckle Khan. Chuckle Khan. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah, man. So... I'm glad that we got your story out there because, like, that, those stories are really both like moving as well as cultural. Because you've experienced living about 20 years, 20 in your 20s, you started going back to like what your to your roots of to your Filipino roots. Kind of like how, like, in my experience as well, even though I've been brought up in a, in a, by Filipino parents, mm. like, I felt like going through this podcast in, in my late 20s and early 30s that's when I started discovering and going back to my cultural roots like yeah. like I do the, know the experience of growing up with like the Wally Sting Ting the, the, the food mm-hmm. and the Filipino parents and stuff but I never considered myself like Filipino you know mm-hmm. what I mean I was considered myself more Australian than mm-hmm. anything but now going back to my Filipino roots I kind of like relate to that journey that you you went through as well and now hopefully like people out there are hopefully be more inspired to yeah. you know like y- y- it's never too late to be you know filipino you know mm. to own your filipino own like um identity yeah i think to, you never to own late. your culture yeah because yeah. yeah. it's a big part of us it's like yeah. no matter where we've come from it's it's innate in us to do certain things or to have <laughs> yeah. certain connections or to pursue certain dreams yeah um, and gr- growing up, like <clears throat> in Australia, when I would meet another Filipino, another Filipino would always know that I'm Filipino, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're Filipino!" And they'd be really like excited, mm. and then they'd start speaking in Tagalog, and then I'd be like, "Oh, no Tagalog." Sorry, man. And, and Step back, but you're still excited. Yeah, there's another Filipino. And, but they would get so uh, upset. Uh. They'd be like, "Oh, you don't speak Tagalog," mm. you know, and it was like. Like I remember those interactions and coming away from them going, man, I, I'm like, I'm a fake Filipino, like, mm. you know? So, yeah, and even even just using, like, the, the Tagalog that I know and picking up small little words along the way, you know, and any word that I pick up, I'm always inter- integrating it into, yeah. into my language, yeah. into my vocab. I share it with people, you know, like when, when someone feeds me and I'm like, oh, it's masarap, and there's a word... In Filipino, masarap means delicious. Yeah, people get really, um, you know, when you share your culture, people are really um, appreciative of that. You know, um, so I, I try to share my culture as often as I can. Like all my emails end with salamat. You know, like just so that nice. people know that I'm Filipino. Yeah. Love it. You know, because they'll they'll look at it and like, oh, and they'll look it up. And like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm. You know, and it's that kind of ownership and the integration of my culture. You mm. know, I'm gonna start doing that too. <laughs> you know what you can do, do bro? <laughs> Like if ever someone goes, oh no, you can't speak Tagalog, just 
I'm, I'm just imagining you can like make up a province and you go, oh, I only speak that language. <laughs> I'm from Bitukan. We speak Kamalo'ong. <laughs> we don't speak Tagalog there. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I've been, I think I've been there one time. <laughs> Come along. I like your uh, adobo, your version there's of adobo. So many, there's, so many, yeah. uh, there's so many islands and provinces that yeah, like, you could get away with that. Eh? Right. It sounds like it's yeah, in the yeah, Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Come along, that's next to Iloilo. <laughs> somewhere, for sure, somewhere for sure, there. For sure. And it's not, it's, it's like, where is it? Oh, it's uh, over, over there, over there, somewhere. About over north it. of General Luna. <laughs> right below, you know, Palabok. <laughs> You know Rojas Boulevard? I'm just Rojas making up names now. General Santos Drive. Like, yeah. just, I'm sure there's at least 10 General Santos Drives. Oh, man. You can find it at Kalina Reserve. <laughs> your, um, your, your experience is, is, is so unique and, and, and like, um, but I, I feel like hearing your story as well i feel like it it also is runs in parallel to what a lot of filipinos and a lot of migrant um uh, migrant immigrant people feel when they move to a different country you know it's um for for us being born in the philippines but growing up in australia identifying as australian first and 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 then realizing or knowing more of our culture and our heritage as we grew older is 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 very is very similar to to what you've gone through, man. Did anyone order food? Hmm? Not me, but we'll have it though. <laughs> who's it, who's it for? Right. At a point. Sorry. Roebuck. Yeah. Well, is this this is number five one seven one? Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> You should have just taken it, bro. Should have been like, oh, no, no, bro. If we're, we're just Filipino. That's an another example of Filipinos being Filipino. You are too nice for our, for our own good. Type for it, you know, I don't like, know If it was, if it was, if we could smell the lechon, if we like, if it was lechon. If JD better. wasn't here, I would have taken it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have guests today. <laughs> I have to behave. Oh man, <laughs> I got a question for you. You know, you got kids. Mm. Uh, is your is your partner Aussie or Filipino? Phil, uh, Filipino, uh, Indian, Indian, Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so are you are you like raising them with Filipino culture? You yeah, as well as Indian culture. Tomorrow mm. we're doing Diwali, mm-hmm. and yeah, then yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So we're we're mixing in the culture. Like tomorrow we're Beautiful. doing Diwali, but he's gonna be wearing a barong. So oh, 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 we're, we're mixing things as much Beautiful. as we can. Yeah. So. Is it gonna be colorful barong? It's a it's a normal plain like. Uh, uh, you can put like yeah. LED one, lights yeah. underneath. Oh. That'd be sick, bro. That'd be mad, man. Gonna, just throw some, just throw just, some like powdered, like just put colorful in a, powder. Put a nan light on the Yeah, nan light. And, it's, and he can't even move his arms because it's in the thing. It's in the sleeves. Put a nan light on him. Oh, <laughs> Changing colors. Yeah, so we're just we're gonna mix as much culture as we can oh. because um, every time he goes to my parents' house, it's all Tagalog, Filipino. Mm. Every time he goes to my um, the in-laws, it's all Indian, Fijian mm. culture type of thing so Beautiful. he's gonna taste all the foods he's yeah. gonna learn all the words and and hopefully like uh, but we'll main in the, in the household he's like we're teaching him mainly english mm-hmm. so he can get that english a- aspect in it and uh, as he grows hopefully he can like you know he can embrace both at the same time it's all, all three cultures at the same time so mm. off topic how long are you in town for uh till wednesday 
Yeah, like in here in Sydney, it's always there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get Filipino food off the list. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just talking about all this food is making yeah, me hungry, yeah. man. <laughs> like, to, like, let's go. I need to because tomorrow I'm gonna be vegetarian, bro. Because <laughs> of Diwali, yeah. so it's true. I'm stuck on the lechon, bro. Get your lechon fixed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> well, like, yeah. So yeah, nice. Yeah, we'll go, nice, we got nice. the. Yeah. It's funny because like my son. He, he's the way that he looks it blends in depending on the people surrounding him if you're surrounded by Filipinos <laughs> yeah. he'll look Indian if you're surrounded by Indians he looks Filipino yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, like a Carmelian in, in some sort he's, so. he stands out yeah he stand, he'll always stand out yeah. so. <laughs> it's a good thing well, like, he's learning to bless though <clears throat> Learning to bless mm. Manopol and yeah, all my yeah, yeah. parents, yeah. and then yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting journey to like teach him multi, like a multicultural yeah, life type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it's it's, really it, cool. it's 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 been difficult, but it's been rewarding when he does something that's cultural. So mm. yeah. be really interesting to to hear him talk about his culture, like when he's an adult. And like yeah, how that and then how that has influenced his his life. His you know the way his, his relationships, his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping to take him back to like the Philippines and mm. hopefully back to Fiji as well, so he could kind of learn the, you know, the culture firsthand and stuff, and learn to be in that type of environment type of thing. So it, it, it's one of those things where because I am a second generation Filipino type of thing, where like I'm I'm trying to learn Tagalog myself now. So I can teach him to go look type of thing because like I don't want that whole thing of like cultural just keep keeps getting washed away by generation generation until yeah. it's just absolutely just Australian type of thing. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do my job in my generation to avoid that from happening. So mm. hopefully, you know. He probably just can just listen to all the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Every single episode. This is why we record. This is why we record. <laughs> so he could just when I'm when I'm gone. He's what, got uh, like a whole library of episodes. Yeah, I think what what I love about this podcast is it's like it's it's got the entertainment factor, but then it's, there's for me coming from where I've come from, it's, it's educating me in Filipino culture. I oh, love it. You know, thanks. And that's and it's why I've always always watched your stuff because every time I watch your stuff, I get a little bit more of my culture in me. Yeah, yeah, and you get a little chuckle as well. Yeah. <laughs> Chuckle the world. Chuckle the world. Chuckle the world. It, it's exactly the reason why we do it. Like because for us, we're learning stuff as well about our our, our culture, our, our heritage. But it's also sharing the experience, our like particular experience with being a Filipino in Australia, which is um, different to. It's a flavor on its own. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a flavor of being Filipino mm. for sure. Mm. So. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate. It. We appreciate that because yeah. that's part of. That's the reason why we do this. I I like to think of uh, our Instagram reels as like M and M's. Yeah, so it's like yeah. it's like a Filipino chocolate filling covered with a candy coated chuckle. Hey, hey, hey. Ah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's yeah. funny. I think I learned something. It's a, it's a, it's a chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it's chocolate. Sometimes hey. if we make, yeah, sometimes if we make those questionable jokes, it's a, it's a bit of dark chuckle. Mm. No, a bit of a dark chuckle, yeah. <laughs> An expired chuckle as well. Like, you know, gotta throw that one away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those references us, are outdated. Some of us can't have milk chuckle because we're lactose intolerant. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm have to have al- almond milk. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been allergic to milk, man. Like, <laughs> is that I a Filipino thing? Uh, some Filipinos are lactose yeah. intolerant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think it's also a Filipino thing to be denying that you're lactose intolerant. Because <laughs> I fucking, yeah. I go to Starbucks, bro. I come home like. <laughs> Even gout, bro. You got, you got, it's Filipino to deny gout. Yeah, like, right. You know what? Like, I could eat this, bro. I could eat this for two then, weeks. You're like, and then the next two weeks is like, ugh, got walk. Yeah. But don't worry, it's it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Just <laughs> oh, to man. deny it. So, Can't wait for my next birthday. <laughs> thank you for joining the show, man. Yeah, like, like, we had segments prepared, but um, your story was pretty much the main thing that we wanted to talk about, and yeah. as well as um, your experience growing up as um in a Australian household rather than a Filipino one and it's just funny how like no matter what your culture will come follow you no matter what like it's wherever you it's in your DNA bro it's in your DNA it's in your blood yeah and do you like Diniguan? have you tried Diniguan? no ooh I just had that the other day too Diniguan. alright well, like we're gonna eat out right we're gonna find a place with Diniguan. yeah We'll see if you like it. You or know, not. people take issue in the way you pronounce Dinogon. I know it's funny. I, I do it on purpose. <laughs> I, f- I found uh, I found uh, how much it, it hurts them a bit. So now and now I just pronounce it that way. So it's right. it's it's he made he made a joke. There's a there's a uh, girl group called Bini, uh, which means pretty in in in, the, in Tagalog, I think. And he took Bini and Dinogon and made Biniguan as a joke. And then he kept pronouncing it that way. And then the comments were just like, it's Dinuguan, not Din, Diniguan. And there was all these comments. Now he just does it on purpose just to annoy people. No. <laughs> Thanks for the comment, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing called engagement and you're giving it to me. Thank, Thank you. you. The, the, <laughs> the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah that's the secret. No, 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 no. I have to watch the full video for the secret sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the reels they're gonna get Dini Guan. <laughs> <laughs> See, I said it right. I said Dini Guan like now, but now I know it pisses you off even more. Yeah, Dini 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 Guan. That Dini Guan line was such a fuck. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but that shit was so. Hey, was I, got gold, high, I got a high five from the girls. So like, that's, you know that's what bigot means, right? What's bigot? Like to like if someone was trying to um, offer their heart to you and then you turn them away. Mm. That's why when you said Binigoan, it's like that's what you're doing to someone. Mm. That's why she high fived you because oh Binigo like that's it, you know, yeah. that was another layer. That's what I was like going yeah. like holy shit, that's yeah. gold, bro. I don't know if you did that shit on purpose, yeah. but Ta- I was like, man, Tagalog that thing is, worked. Like t- everything I do is accidentally purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental purpose is my thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I was trying to do. That was, that was that's what I do. Man. That's how I survived my own business. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, no more, no more secret sauce. Like, the, I can't give my secret sauce. Tagalog. I'm because I'm trying to learn, relearn Tagalog. I, I, I grew up hearing my grandparents speak Tagalog and. Um, some of my my family, my parents would speak to me in English most of the time because they wanted us to be here in Australia. They wanted to assimilate. Um, I'm finding that like Tagalog is really, really it's kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of <laughs> difficult, it's man. Hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> bro, the, the, the past tense, present tense, the, the, all that tense thing. Like, thank God for um, like, and, like you know, 
like learning it now mm. because now I can understand it. But I didn't, I didn't realize how much effort it is to learn Tagalog. Yeah. Just just on a surface level, like we we speak Tagalog, but numbers like telling the time is in Spanish, Spanish yeah. or like prices yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. And so in the Philippines, because uh, counting in Tagalog is difficult it's like just takes too long to, to, to say a whole number so they'll just say that say it in english or they'll say it in spanish which is faster um yeah you need it it, it takes too long that you need someone to too long you <laughs> to speak to god it takes too long <laughs> sorry bro. that's that's you trying to use oh, too long again here we go we are over two hours we've reached our limit <laughs> 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 All right, so we're going to get into the Cheat Coders stash. This is the last segment of the show where we nominate a song oh, yeah. <coughs> that we've been jamming and like feeling. Um, we, and we put it on our playlist. I promise I'm going to update the playlist really soon. It's pretty outdated, <laughs> but I promise you guys. I, I, re, I, I haven't realized how important Cheat Coders stash is to you guys. Mm. So I am going to update it for sure. So we're going to start off with Don Doing Stuff. We need an intern. Yeah. <laughs> we need someone to help us no, no, curate we need, the we need all these people. There's a lot of people behind the cameras. You know, they're helping out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just need someone to, because no, everybody else has their own jobs, but like we need someone to curate the, yeah. put the, the stash anyway. I think I'm going to allocate that to Don, yeah, give him more stress. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, the song that so I want to do you want to play on the cheat code? Uh, the song that I want to play is from a local artist by the name of Kayleen, and I did a little bit of a remix of it. Ooh, a little self promotion, so, huh? So, yeah, so this is your song. <laughs> this is my song. No, no, no. Uh, Jersey Club is kind of popping off now because you know that 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 style of of um, music. Local I love artist. that show. And I and is I was that the like, one with um, Snooki. Oh yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Jersey. <laughs> yeah the the Jersey, Jersey Club. Shop. It's it's in it's in like K-pop. Drake had it in his album recently, and so I Yo. thought, let me just change Dude this. Dude sent up. me a Dropbox link. This is definitely like exclusive <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> it's not uploaded anywhere. Here we go. Hello. This is by a local DJ, <laughs> Jack London. <laughs> Have you sent this to Kayleen? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, what'd she say? It's not. She said this was a nice <laughs> surprise. <laughs> She's like, it's, a, it's a pleasure. That's <laughs> polite of her. Yeah. It was in caps locked. She's like, oh, this is different. This is a pleasant <laughs> surprise. The original song is much slower than this. Ah, yeah. So this style came out of Jersey? I think so. With that, that dancey kind of movement. And all the cutting, the chopping stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing this with the, with the volume, right? Yeah. I could say, I could tell this is the type of song that my parents would be getting pissed off about. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like something's wrong with the with the record. I think the speakers are broken. <laughs> yeah, it's a particular style. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> it is. I've, so I played it for my girlfriend. She's like, 
so sounds too busy. You know, like that's the style. Yeah, and that was. Sabotage by Kayleen, the Jersey Club remix. I'm Shout sorry, out. we really critical. We were really, we were really like giving a lot of critical uh, analysis on that one. Now nah, we love it, bro. It's <laughs> it was a great song. It was a pleasant it was surprise. A, a pleasant Shout surprise. out to Sabotage <coughs> from uh, Buhai Cali. Hey, Ed Garcia, what song do you want to play on the Treat Coder stash? Um, this song is called Unsung Heroes by Talilo Marfield. And. Um, Unsung Heroes is basically a song about people in his family that, like his mom, his Lola, that he wanted to, That's I guess, nice, like, man. you know, he's saying that they're the unsung heroes. Mm. That's awesome. Gang- gangster artist in, I think he's in the Bay Area too, or like NorCal. Dude's like covered in Philip, like tat tribal shit. Yeah. He had the, the stitch in gave his, um, never give up. When his I was sitting, I had the head down. Yet. She said to get up and keep right. the head up since the beginning. I'm always with you. They try to get us and paint a picture of every winning up in the kitchen. But when I was missing my father figures, who one and open the other hand, she gripping the pistol. So with ambition, my finger itching. I'm on a mission to connect this vision and hit the city where I replace it. Oh, you know, put it in my soul and in the dirt, right in here. I didn't say I said Send uh, so an artist from from Brisbane named Junes Junes is a Samoan artist and I found this on TikTok like this morning and the song is called Da Hill Sail. Da Hill Sail. Oh, this dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you put on your story, huh? He's Samoan, right? He wrote this song. And he follows the podcast. What? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, Ah, man. And this is my, the, the, the shouting of my heart. I didn't know how to speak to Gallo, bro. Um, he's uh, Mormon. He's a Mormon. Like Bina, right? Yeah. Uh, like, um, yeah. Be- like Bina. Bina, sorry. I'm getting Bina's little orbits. Bina, go on. Hey. 
I'm getting like Brian with Night Vibes, man. I'm telling you, bro, he's on the bloody thing, man. Brian McKnight? Yeah, Brian McKnight. I think his wife was Filipino. And he did, he did a collab with um, Martin Rivera. Makes me want to feel, you know, make my makes me want to be sexy to my wife and uh, be more romantic <laughs> and also learn Tagalog. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, be sexy for me. Be sexy in Filipino. <laughs> that's a good way to learn Tagalog. Is le- learn through sex. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's like, like this is fun. That's, like, that's kind of like how I learned like words in particular, like phrases and words mm. through music. So mm. maybe I should listen to more Tagalog in uh, music. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how we go from there. So did you find a song that you want to nominate on the, song, on the podcast? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Saba. Well, so you are. He's not, not Filipino though. That's fine. Yeah. Oh no no. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Let's find it. What song is it? It's Java. The, my pick this week was either. Talilo or um, Childish Gambino. <laughs> it was one of the two. It was a flip of a coin. <laughs> I was working on that remix just this weekend and so I'm like, it, I'm going to play this. Yeah. <laughs> is it, which one is it? Is the one with the other people on it? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Who is it by? So how do you say his name? It's Java or Shava. Shava. Shava, yeah. How do you say the title? Ikandela. 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 La vuta la zelapela. Ikandela. Ikandela. Where is he from? Africa. Where? East Africa. Uh. East Africa. Listening to music that's not English, yeah. just to get a focus on like, the, the music that speaks. Yeah. That's cool, man. Do you still listen? Like, you come across a song like this, do you mentally start choreographing like a dance? Yeah, Very much, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 it's like still a certain, like a move, move in a certain way. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do that too, but it's a lot. Of Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, 
Sorry to people from New Jersey. You're not that ignorant. Let's give us give up one more time for JD. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for yeah, yeah. the podcast, yeah. telling your story, and having fun with us, and um, really just inspiring people out there. Hopefully, um, yeah, heck yeah, you've inspired other people out there to look for you know their parents, maybe, or I think uh, I th- look for their culture. Mm. Yeah. Way, yeah, I think if anything, like seeing you do your thing, people will see. People who will be like that person looks like me, so I want to, you know, be inspired by that by, by by what you do, man. So, thank you for being part of the representation out there. You know, mm. hopefully next time if you come on the podcast, we'll talk about more of your filming side mm. and get to know that that JD more than um, because I think we wrapped up on the Filipino JD as well as the the dancing JD of of your life. Mm. We'll learn more about the 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 creative Filipino t- storytelling. It's part two. Part two, so you know. <laughs> hopefully, we'll get you on part two. Part yeah. two. Yeah, man. Like for part two. Wait for it. Wait for it. But yeah, so is there any um, thing that you want to plug before we leave the show? Um, I guess yeah. I mean, like people can follow me. I'm. I'm you gonna put the tag yeah, on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just follow me. Yeah, just yeah. see the stuff that I'm doing, the film stuff. Yeah, um, all sorts of things. Do right, you have a website yeah. or do you have Insta? Like, what's where can people find you? Uh, storiesinmotion.com.au. Yeah, you it's my there film you production go. company, and my uh, my Instagram is Joel Decatere. Hey, yeah. You'll get that all in the links below. Mm. And where can they find you, Don Doing Stuff? www.dondoingstuff.com. That's my website, at Don Doing Stuff on the socials. Uh, if you want to check out some of my music, Don Balix on Spotify and obviously hey. streaming platforms. Where can they find you, Garcia? Um, just uh, Christian Wildfield on Instagram. And since it's December, just wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Only a few sleeps to go. You look at Nazi now, bro. Unless you're <laughs> insomnia. <laughs> also, you can find me rapflores.com, hyperbrand.com, or you can find me on Instagram, rap.raf.flores. I changed my name again. <laughs> I noticed that the other day. I keep changing my name. I'm very like schizophrenic you know, rap. Yeah. So like um, everything that I tag myself into won't be relevant in the next two months. Um, but yeah, you can find me <laughs> anything to do with your visual needs, video needs. Email me info at rafflores.com. And where can they find the cheat coders? Thecheatcoders.com. Hey, and you can also find us on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/thecheatcoders. If you want to see our Antulia episodes as well as join our chat on Discord as well as Instagram. Please support us on Patreon.com. And we've got new merch for your Christmas time right here as well. And enjoy the rest of your day. Hey. Get in the backseat, baby. Hey, I've now listened to another episode of The Cheat Cutter.